Monty Show, Utah's biggest sports talk show. When you're ready to talk sports, all you have to do is find The Monty Show. Streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. Now it's time for the best sports talk in Utah, The Monty Show. Hey, yo, happy Monday, my friends. Good to be with you live at the Maverick Center in West Valley City. It's The Monty Show presented by the advocates, theadvocates.com. Hope you guys are incredibly well. If you were in an accident over the weekend, if you got caught in the snow, if you got caught in the rain, because I feel like it's winter, coast to coast, north to south, east to west, theadvocates.com. No matter where you are, the advocates can help you out. You can chat with an attorney live online 24 7, 365 at theadvocates.com. Hi, Jake. Hello. Good to see you, little buddy. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, it was pretty good. Went by fast. It did. We did a lot. It absolutely did. Uh, Car Wash Channel is in. Mr. Preston's in. Can I? Johnson's in. Can I? No more checking out the Audi. Got a new ride. Can I, who drives by the Maverick Center every day, Mm -hmm. sees the rig. You guys have got a new car. How about that? Brand new ride. We'll talk about that on the show. Yeah. I feel good. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's Monday, It baby. is good to be back. The Thumb is suing Pat McAfee. We'll talk about it. Is that a football at 50 or is that just a general discussion? I think it's a general discussion, but we can do it either way. Yeah. Pat McAfee and I were in very similar situations thanks to the people who answer the door at our houses. You know. Somebody knocks on the door and you don't know who it is and they got a clipboard in their hand. Nah, I'm busy, bruh. We'll talk to you later, okay? We'll see you guys. Jake does. Jake knows nothing about that. James Knight already in begging for us not to talk about the uh, Pac-12. He says, let's let's talk the Smack 12 deal for 99% of the show. Hey, I'm down. Jackass. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, we're doing it, bro. We're wow. doing it. Was that a new drop? Jackass. Yeah. That was, was. a new drop. It was. You motorboating son of a... Yeah, that, that, that was, was a new drop. You know, that, that's me, man. I got you guys ready, man. Got I'm ready now. Ready. I got the bucked up Miami in my hand. Uh-huh. Uh, wow, look at that. Hey, Amber Spencer's here early. Whoa. Teddy, wait, like the gang's all here. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. The gang's all here. Amber's upset she wasn't the first comment today. Come on, casual. You got to be here earlier dude, than there now. there are people waiting at 210, man. You're a casual. Come on. You know. Come on, dude. You know. Come on. Um, J-Rod says, time for another episode of As the Pac-12 Turns. Well, as it turns out, J-Rod, you may be right about that because there are updates on the Pac-12. Um, are you guys... Where are we at with this? You know, I... I am with you. I'm tired of talking about it. James Knight, my guy, I'm feeling you. But how do we not talk about this? How is this not the biggest story in sports right now when you have the Pac-12 being leveraged by Amazon and you also get this story that the Pac-12 and the ACC would like to merge in three to five years once their current TV deals end? This is a mess for the Pac-12, and it gets worse and worse Every single day. Let's start with the news that if you're an insider on this show, if you've been watching this show for the last six months, you already know that Amazon is being very difficult to deal with for the Pac-12, as you would expect, because the Pac-12 simply has no leverage here. Is it all a surprise, Jake, that Amazon is playing hardball with George Klyavkov? No, I mean, there's no reason for it to be a surprise. I mean, there would be no other route other than that. I, I think if I'm Amazon, I'm not 
relenting. I'm not, I'm not giving any kind of, you know, sweetheart deal or hometown deal or whatever you want to call it. I'm not doing that. And I think Amazon, you know, didn't get to the level it's at by, by being nice or by being, you know, soft. They, they are at the level they're at because they've always done what's right for their business. So to me, I'm not surprised to hear this. And I think that, you know, George Klyovkov once again is in that position that we always talk about where you're between a rock and a hard place. You know, we're, you know, whether we're looking at the grant of rights side or we're looking at how much you're going to try and get for, for a TV deal or a distribution deal. And I think that every day that goes by that there's not one done, you, you hear these rumblings about how people sort of understand that Amazon understands that ESPN understands that, you know, the major partners understand that, Hey, like you guys don't have any leverage, so we're not going to pay, you know, $5 for something that we can get for $1. And that truly, truly is the issue. And I, and I don't know, you know, where else George can go from here. I, I really do feel like the clock is basically winding out at this point and you're about to hit zero and you just got to get something done. And I don't think now that putting out that statement two weeks ago that said you guys were going to get a deal done um and you still don't have a deal done now that's turned into kind of a bad look itself so i don't really know if i'm george klyovkov what what the game plan is here other than doing my best to find uh another alternative to amazon you know and, and i don't know while we're on the tv deal subject i don't know how many people saw it but the liv golf cw numbers came out and they weren't exactly scintillating so when i look around it's not like you can just go to any t tv network and think that you're going to get great viewership. You have to be somewhere that people know. No, and the the LIV numbers were actually horrendous. They were nobody's watching LIV on the CW. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody watched. And it it's <laughs> not a surprise. I, I just feel like we think in this country in the television industry and in the radio industry for that matter that we can just throw stuff on TV and radio and people are going to listen or watch. And I I just don't think that's the case and I look at this Pac-12 ACC merger, and this is where I really need you guys to weigh in here. Is it at all compelling to you that the Pac-12 and the ACC would merge together and what games would be more exciting than what you have now? <laughs> I mean, if you look at the ACC, and I can tell you from my time in a certain four-letter network, I created a certain hashtag about the ACC known as already crowned Clemson because it's garbage and today I came up with a real butte that I was very proud of the already crappy conference like what is it in the ACC it, it Florida State's been a massive disappointment right yes. I think we can all agree with that since Bobby Bowden left that place has been a dumpster fire I I I, I think it's a basketball conference to begin and to be end with in football it really is Clemson and everybody else like, I don't know what it is that's attractive about the ACC other than it's just a hell of a lot more teams in one bigger conference that has east to west reach. Mm -hmm. But it's not like you're going to all of a sudden change the fortunes on the field because of that, are you? No, and I think that George Klyovkov and company are looking for a way out. I, that's all this is to me. I, I, I look at this and I say, 
okay, you're, you, you understand that your options are limited right now. And so you're in a position where you want to try and, and merge with another conference. But the problem is, is you missed that ticket. You know, that ticket where ESPN brought it up to you like a year ago that, you know, you and the Big 12, the conference you should have partnered with, should partner. And you said, oh, no, we're the conference of champions. We don't need them. You know, we don't need to be scooping piles of horse crap and we still water. We don't need them. You know, like that's that's the sentiment. And and I think it's funny. It's classic Pac-12. Like the irony in it is incredible that that now we're at a place with this conversation where we've had it so much. And yet still there are new wrinkles coming out in the latest one about how you are looking at creating the APAC, which is incredible to me because the only reason you're doing that, it, it has nothing to do with quality of basketball or football. The, the, the quality is terrible. All it has to do with is resources, is, oh man, we got to pull the ejection cord here and we got to find a way to, to survive another five years. Well, let's talk to the ACC, a conference that, you know, is probably going to have to work on its media rights deal in a couple years and they're, they're approaching that window. Like, you know, like that's, that's what this is. And, and I get it. I'm not even blaming Georgie Poo for taking this approach. But it just reeks of Pac-12 arrogance because this should have been done already with the Big 12. What I think it, it, it goes back to is our time at the shitty radio station in Phoenix. Because what was the big conversation then? Oh, Arizona State's not going to justify the existence of Grand Canyon University by playing them in a basketball game. Well, I mean, we're ESU. We're, we're the Pac-12. Who are you? Yeah. Right? But that's the arrogance. We've dealt with this for a decade, for years and years and years, member after member, you you know, like you after you saying, we're not doing this because you're just down there. Mm -hmm. Like looking down and looking down their beak, if you will. And I think finally that's all come back to roost because I will just again say, I think the big hammer here is not in the ACC's hand. I think it's in the Big Ten's hand with all these rumors over the weekend that the Big Ten was targeting Washington, Oregon, Cal, and Stanford. If that happens, you're done. Like I want it, you're you're just just start digging the hole now. I I would hope, I would hope that that you have a backhoe on like call so that you can start digging the grave of the Pac-12. Because when the Big Ten comes calling, and if they take Oregon and Washington, Stanford and Cal, hasta la see ya. Pack your shit. Let's go. You're like you're done. It's That's over. It, Skippy. Because at that point, what do you have left? Nothing. I mean, you've got six schools who really amount to nothing left. Yeah. And my feeling is most of those schools wind up in the Mountain West with a couple of them going to the Big 12. And the damage that's been done in the relationship between the Pac-12 and the Big 12 through this very process, I don't know anymore if the four corner schools are a slam dunk. <laughs> Which, frankly, I'm tired of hearing it's about four such corners. It's a gimmick and... label, dude. The four corner oh. schools. I mean, come on, man. Like, like, let's stop saying the four corner schools. It's not the four corner schools, man. There's a group of particular schools, not all in the four corners, that are going to be attractive to the Big Ten. And you just listed them. And it's it's not Utah and Colorado and Arizona. Like, it's not. That's not what it is, man. And and I think the. The four corners thing was such a gimmick and such a hype that raged for like 10 days and then has died off now. Like I, I just look at this and I say, what else, what else is there? If the, if the vaunted APAC doesn't work out, where then will you go? 
And that's why we titled today's show, Amazon's not really going to budge on the Pac-12 TV deal because they're not going to budge on it because they know you have nowhere else to go. So while Amazon and ESPN are chilling at the bar, having a beer, watching you wilt away, let's see what you can get done with with the ACC, man. That's where we're at. Yeah, I, I don't even know what you say. I truly don't know what you say to anybody that is is telling you this conference can survive because I, I don't know how. I actually want it to survive, and I kind of wish Wilner and Kinsano had some idea of what they were talking about. That'd be neat. I, I wish that the Yogi Roths and the mouthpieces of the, the Pac-12 had some idea of what they were talking about, but I cannot tell you how many people we talk to in TV that say it's over. There is no bag of cash coming. Like it's $25 million. It's what you have now. That's the extent of it. Unless something markedly changes in the next couple of weeks. Cause I think this deal, I think the deal has been done and George has been out trying to get a better deal. Yeah. I honestly think that's what this is. This is what the, the, you know, with the exception of Ion TV, because it's kind of been explained to me that they were working on something else related to spring sports. It had nothing to do with this larger package, but everybody else, the people we talk to at every other network say, hey man, it's it's done. We're, we're where we are. ESPN, sources at ESPN have told us for months, we're not moving. We gave them a number. That's it. And that's it. When the, when the guys at Fox told us, hey, we're out, we're not interested in tier one or, or really tier two, we just want Pac-12 basketball a couple of games a week, they haven't come off of that. Yeah, Fox is not back involved. Like you look at the legitimate places that the Pac-12 can go, I'm telling you, I'll say it again. And Ryan Smith, I think I'm saying the same thing to you. Go all in on streaming, right? Like, this Utah Jazz TV deal is not dissimilar to the Pac-12. Agreed. Because you look at, and I, I, I think AT&T Sportsnet's a little different, but I think you look at the Bally sports situation and the bankruptcy going on there, to me, that's where script sports comes in. That's where that whole Ion TV script sports thing happens. Uh -huh. I think that's their explosion. But I, I look at some of the other options, and th none of them are good. None of them are good. Unless you go fully local, I don't see any other way to put the games on TV and make a, a, a good bit of money doing it. I don't see any other way you do that. And again, I think that if, if I'm the Utah Jazz, I think my, my feeling is, and, and I don't know where, where you guys come down on this, but I think my feeling is, if I'm the Utah Jazz, I'm going 100% stream. I, I am I am going to lead the marketplace somehow, some way, with all of my games on stream. Mm -hmm. uh, because if we're being totally honest, and I was listening to David Locke over the weekend, it's a terrible radio pro package. It's it's not good, right? Yeah. You, the signal absolutely cripples anything that they're able to do. You have KSL radio, but the issue is like over this weekend. They had BYU men's basketball on. So you're not bumping at KSL. The church is not bumping BYU for the Jazz. That's not happening. But what are your alternatives? Are you going to put the Jazz on a rock station? I, I, I mean, if you, if you look at seriously, 
the options for Utah Jazz Radio. Tell me what they are. Because 97.5 and 1280 have terrible radio signals at night. Like you can, I live in South Jordan. I can't get their radio signal for a good part of my, from my trip from downtown to South Jordan, you get into, I mean, you get inside the, the, the belt loop. It's over. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. I mean, you get inside the 215 there, there's no going back. Like you can't, you just can't hear it. Yeah. You, you can't. And I, I don't know how else to, to say that. Like the 15, the 15 out to Tooele, you can't hear it. Anything down Bangator, you can't hear it. it. It's incredibly frustrating. And when you do hear it, David Locke refuses to tell you what the score is. Yeah. It, it is. That's right, T. Time and score, please. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking for, like, the codes to the, to the nukes, right? Yeah, I'm just not asking for time and, codes here. You know, time and score, man. But I, I, I just don't think there's a whole lot of places for sports to go in this country. Well, I think for the Jazz, they got to be on the cell phone. I mean, that's that's just the minimum. And, and I like where at you're a, in, At a minimum. That, that's just the minimum. I, and, and, and I'm someone who consumes sports vigorously. Like, I watch sports all the time on my phone. Like, I know how to do it. It's not difficult. And it's, it is... It's difficult. I, admittedly, it's difficult to consume Utah Jazz basketball on your smartphone. You have to have one of two options, DirecTV or uh, not Hulu. There's one. I'll have to pull it up. I can't remember the other option. But anyway, the point is you, you have two options, basically, and that's it. And they're not they're not widely distributed against the uh, amongst the younger fan base. And that's why I've been such an advocate of YouTube TV, because every kid in this town knows what YouTube is, and every kid in this town knows how to open their iPhone or their Android and get on YouTube. And Saturday night, where did we watch a jazz game? Yeah. YouTube TV right here in our studio, right? Like, I mean... You're exactly right, YouTube TV. But I also, you know, the thing that scares me is the NBA app. It's the NBA app is, I think, where all this is going. I think the league pass is going to come in house, and I think the only place to get it is going to be is going to be the NBA app. And it scares me because it's really bad. The NBA app right now, like just trying to watch the VW games, they're terrible. Like, it does not operate. Now, you're a billion-dollar industry. My guess is you're going to figure it out, right? Like, Mark Cuban, the original streaming guy, well, guess what? I'm sure he can help you figure it out. But my point is, like, yes, Amber, exactly right. Fubo TV, and it is pricey. It is not cheap. Fubo, yeah. It it is not cheap by any stretch of the imagination because we almost subscribed to Fubo to see Pac-12 Network, and we were like, no, we're not paying that. For one channel? Because you're not on Fubo, like... But again, Tubi, yeah. you have all these streaming options. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just telling you, um, Amber's exactly right. At some point, it becomes cost prohibitive, because like, look at Amber. Um, you know, the Baktress has, I think she has 71 kids, um, and even though she's married to a real estate mogul and whatnot, I mean, they have a, they have a this beautiful little family. They have a house. They both work hard. Like, at some point, you start pinching pennies, and you're saying to yourself, well. You know, pause, bro. Pause. I've got jazz tickets or I've got friends and we have jazz parties because a listener told me the other day, hey, you know what? We all we all go over to this one guy's house because he's got the the league pass and we can watch the jazz on his big screen TV. Yeah, I guess I'll have to figure something out. You're going to somebody else's house every time there's a jazz game on TV. Brutal. Because Brutal. you can't. And the other thing is, I don't think people understand that Comcast isn't it Comcast now? You can stream it if yeah. you have AT and T. Yeah. But how many people here have Comcast? I don't. Not many. Not many at all. Like 
there direct tv is baked into so many apartments in this town that you, you, like comcast has a very small sliver I, it, I just don't know i don't know what the answer is by the way amber says oh geez haha 71 you have a she's got a beautiful family though i mean but oh! you, you know what i'm saying like you have you have what do you what do you i think you have guys have three kids like you, i mean it it's life you have a house you have kids you're up, running bro. businesses you're, you have cars you have life you have clothing i mean think about your food but if you're a family of five or six think about your food budget final i mean if you're paying for five different streaming services that might be your food for the week back is broken like how many people can really afford to do that i can't I don't think most people can, and maybe it's not even a can, it's a want to do that. Yeah. I mean, I, it already pisses me off that I've got to have, you know, Amazon Prime, and I've got, like, I was so proud of my wife. Mrs. Monty clipping Netflix out of her life was massive, because it's just not worth it. Like, we watched, um, you know, we, we watched Mayor of Kingstown yesterday morning, and I thought to myself, justified. Justified for paying for Amazon Prime Video. Yeah. Justified. Justified for paying for Mayor of Kingstown on Amazon. Yeah. Through Paramount. But am I going to go get a Paramount subscription? I'm not. I'm not doing it. But anyway, the point is, yeah. you, you guys get what I'm saying. Uh, Amber says, three kids and so many streaming options to get everything we need to watch, quote unquote, need. Uh-huh. I mean, well, it's so frustrating. Like when you have kids, it's like need, need changes definitions daily. Yeah. Um, Jeff Johnson says, I'm only a family of four and I'm at 240 a week on groceries. Oh my God. Exactly right. Bro. But, but again, we went to the store last night, Mrs. Monty and I went to Harmon's to get, cause we're really into like these shakes now, like uh -huh. these smoothies, right? To get smoothie packs. I think we got some almond milk. Almonds. We got some pork chops. Mm. Cause I'm going to make pork chops this week. Like we got a couple of things. We got some like raw coconut. It was $86 for one bag of groceries. Uh, what are we doing? 86, like how many streaming services is that? A lot. I don't know. It's a lot. It's exactly a lot. Uh, Remick Johnson, welcome to the show. Cartoon Network and Comedy Central to get the Pac-12 TV deal. Okay, you're going to have to revamp that take, my guy. <laughs> Too many times have we heard Cartoon Network now. Everybody wants it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not hating. Everybody that. You know, wants we gotta come up, it. We got to come up with a fresh take on that. You know what I mean? Teddy Wayman, my guy. What's up? Yeah, I have Fubo TV just to watch the games. Way too much a month. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, Tyler says Fubo only works for jazz games. If you live in Utah, is that, well, yeah, I would guess so, right? Uh, Brent Burnett says my HOA has the jazz best HOA in the country. My HOA sucks. Um, James Nelson says, we just talked about this with the snowstorm. We pay part of our HOA dues are for shoveling and plowing. They, they decided not to shovel or plow. It's fine. Nobody wants to leave. I'm place. screwed. Fubo TV plus league pass is what I use a hundred a month, a hundred bucks a month. And donut says, uh, cast your phone. You're 65 easy peasy. A lot of programming is not available on cast. Yeah. A lot of programming me on your phone cannot be cast to a different device. Intentionally, they do that. Uh, Remick says, it's difficult to watch jazz in general. It is. Facts. Absolutely. DeLambo, what's up, my guy? What the F is up with the games on radio? Thought it was my car, LMFAO. What a joke. It's terrible. It's not your car. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah, and I, and I think that, that and that's kind of what, 
you know, I love this town, but I hate this town sometimes. Like, that's what this town gives you. They give you a crappy radio signal or they give you, like, the same thing over and over again. They, they, they don't give you that, that real, like, uh, thorough, you know, offering where, where it's like, like the jazz. And, and, and I would guess, again, it's important to say that Ryan is going to do something. Obviously, like, I don't think that a tech billionaire is just going to sit on his hands and not do anything for his, for his TV distribution deal. I would guess that the Jazz are going to be widely available on cell phones after this TV deal is up, but that's just a guess. I, I don't know. It remains to be seen. But the point just is, is that, yeah, the radio signal sucks. It's hard to find it on TV. Like, oftentimes, like, I, I, I'll say this. The only real reason I, I have direct TV is because of the Jazz. If I didn't need to watch Jazz games, I'd be a YouTube TV guy, 100%. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm gone 15 hours a day. I'm almost never home. Like I'm, I, I, when I am home, I'm usually watching League Pass, which I can get without Directv. You know, like there are ways around that. So for me, I, I just think that that this town tends to do what it's always done, and that has to change at some point. Yeah, totally agree. The official energy drink of the Monty Show is bucked up. Let's go, baby. Get the bucked up. Get to buckedup.com. Uh, use the promo code Monty. Our guy Darren uh, got the full stack at buckedup.com. I'm telling you, it saves you so much money. Buckedup.com. Get all of your supplements. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off. If you prefer to go into a store, any of the Bucked Up stores in the Valley, in the great state of Utah, in fact, all the way from Logan down to St. George. I love my guys in uh, South Jordan. In the Murray store, they're great. The Orem store is fantastic. I've been to, I've been to three, four of them, and I've never gotten bad service. You go in there and say, hey, I heard about you on the Monty Show. They'll give you a free can of Bucked Up Energy. Tell them you want the Miami. Trust me. Um, or, if you, or if you don't want to take my word for it, get the free samples. That's the real hack here. Yeah. In the description below, there's a link to get the free samples. You get three free samples of your choice. You want pre-workout, you, whatever it is you want. I want you it. want low stim, whatever you need. They have it. They'll give you a free sample of it. In fact, three separate ones and a bucked up shaker. All you have to do is click the link, get your free samples. They'll send them right to your front door. I think anybody on the program that has gotten a uh, bucked up shaker will tell you their money. I love mine. I, I have three or four of them now because they're so good. Um, and I love, by the way, by the way, if you're a BCAA guy, yeah, the peach ring BCAAs are amazing. It, it, it tastes like the, the sweet and sour... Um, uh, peach rings you get yeah. at the store yeah they can't oh it's so amazing absolutely amazing get your free samples get your free shaker in the link in the description of the show below uh make sure you tell me you heard about it on the monty show so if you're just tuning in today you know kind of what we're talking about is is yes this pack 12 thing but i think it's streaming sports in general and i think the utah jazz deal what do you guys want do you want it on cable? Do you want it on satellite? Like, KUTV. But do you want it on KSL5? Like, what do you want from the Utah Jazz? Where do you want Utah Jazz games to go? And here's the other question. Where are you comfortable watching games? Because I'm not ready to just watch games on my phone. I'm not ready to do that. I have a beautiful 9,000-inch TV in my living room. I'm a direct TV guy. Can you measure it? I'm telling you, I'm a direct TV guy. I, if I'm not direct TV, I am YouTube TV. Where do you guys want your TV? Because I think this is a huge conversation. And yeah. I think our money is going far, far shorter than it used to. 
It has got not going nearly as far. Between gas and food, the cost of raising our kids, like, it's expensive. Yeah. So I'm a lot more frugal. The frugality of my wallet has gone up. Let's be honest. I mean, I'm not buying shoes anymore. Like, I'm, I'm just trying to keep my money in my pocket. Yeah. And I, the, you know, for me, sports is a big deal. I want, I want it on my TV. Honestly, I'm happy to subscribe to the, the League Pass. I'm happy to subscribe to YouTube TV. It's a tax write-off for me. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not willing to subscribe to Paramount+. Plus. I, you know, I was watching Chelsea Football Club on, on USA this weekend. And some of the better games in the Premier League are even on Peacock. Are on Peacock. You know, like, look at RSL this this weekend. Real's on, on Apple TV. Did not watch the match. <laughs> Didn't see it. Because I'm not doing it. No. I'm not doing it. Just and on I, principle alone. Not It has nothing to do with RSL. And I think the big thing for me, all I want, I don't care what you want to label it. I don't care if it's called the Ryan Smith TV Network. I really don't care. Like, all I want is to be able to turn my TV on and quickly access the game. Yes. Or open my iPhone and quickly access the game. And I would like that to be inside of one bill that's under $100 a month. That's what I would like. It's that simple. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Let's see. Jacob DeLambo says, KSL would be sick. The elderly love the jazz. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying old people watch KSL 5. Uh Well, I got to tell you, not that they ever make episodes of any of the Law & Orders or Chicago PD anymore. Facts. Do you guys see they're off until March 23rd? Casuals. Scoundrels, so mid. Scoundrels, they're off for a month. What? 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 That must be like. So frustrating. Um, but I wouldn't mind KSL. Easy to get. You can get it anywhere. I mean, they have everything else, right? Yeah. The problem is, again, you know, like the ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty. You can't listen to it. Yeah. You can't listen to it. Yeah. And and again, the thing that was disappointing is. David Locke has regressed as a broadcaster. Let me, let me, I want to paint this picture. So Saturday, and we're going to talk about this way later in the show. You probably got like two hours till we get to this. But, you know, we, we pick up the new car. Awesome experience. Had a great time. You know, we come over to the, to the Grizzlies game, watch some hockey, have a bunch of fun, shoot a video, get in the car, go home, right? Drop Mrs. Monty off to do some things, and we go and get some dinner, right, to bring back to the house. Turn the game on. In the new car, thinking, all right, sick. Let's listen to the jazz while we get some food. And all you hear really is, is like, and he's barely in the background. Like, you know, and and, it, and it's just like, damn, dude, like, it's not even worth my time. Like, I'll just wait. At the wait. district. So we went to, there's a little Chinese spot at the district. The Asian Bistro. Yeah, Asian, what, Asian Bistro 88 or whatever it's yeah. called. And you went to More Betters. More Betters, yeah, where and the sinners go. That's right. And... We're driving out of the district and you can't, it's frustrating to listen to because you know you get like every other word. You jazz, Jordan Clarkson, and it's just like, and then finally up on the parkway, you get like three minutes of quality signal and David Locke doesn't tell you what the score is. He doesn't tell you what the time is. He's giving (coughs) stats. He's turned into this guy and I used to really like David Locke, but he's turned into a guy who only talks about stats. Yeah. And it drives me crazy. Like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. I I, I just need the time and the score. And I want to know what, like, it's, 
We're listening to the game the other night, and he's just calling when a bucket goes in. Well, and you remember like what you had said. BYU basketball was on, what was it, 1280, right? It no, was, on uh, KSL. KSL, I mean, yeah. And so you turn on KSL, and who do we get? Well, no, you turn on KSL, what's the first thing you notice? Well, it's beaming through your radio. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's perfect signal. And you get a pro like Greg Rubel. I'm talking about... And, and again, I'm not from Utah. I'm not a BYU guy. I'm just an appreciator of great broadcasting. Greg Rubel, and I know I don't have to tell a lot of people this, dude is as smooth as it gets. I'm talking about silky smooth, like easy to listen to, doesn't feel like he's trying hard. I know how much time is left. I know the score. I know how many, you know, foul fouls Buddy And he's has. actually like, doing like play-by-play, play, like ball swings left, underneath, back. David Locke. Uh, on the jazz game is ha- is like just talking about how the what the trend the I think he was talking about like a third quarter trend or something stupid like that. Yeah. And the game is going on in the background and you hear the crowd reacting and he's talking about hey this bucket or with the and he said somebody's name with the bucket. Uh Talon Horton Tucker THT with the bucket. Oh, and he goes right about, back man? into well 42% of the time when there's 38% shooting and 46% misses and 50. Dude, shut up and tell me what's going on in the game. Like that. Okay, man. David Locke used to be a superior storyteller. And all of a sudden, it's just stats guy. And I don't know what to do with that. Because it was a solid. We were trying to listen for a solid 45 minutes. Yeah. And you get very little play by play. And the thing is, is, if you were on, like, let's say YouTube TV, just as an example. I wouldn't listen on the radio. I'd stream it on my phone happily. I'd love to. But, and not to belabor the point, this is what we talked about on Friday. What are we going to miss about RSL? Bill Riley. Yeah. And why? Because Bill Riley's got 20 years calling RSL soccer. Yeah. So he can storytell. He can tell you background. He can give you history. He, he can, has context, bro. And, and he is really good Calling a soccer match. Like, he Fast. understands flow, build up, energy. And now we're not getting that. Now, again, I didn't listen to the game. I have no idea where the RSL match was on the radio. But I didn't hear it. So, I don't know. Did David James do well on the radio? I have no idea. But I know it wasn't Bill Riley. And I know when I flipped over to David Locke, I know what I got there. Greg Bell is a king, dude. Yeah. What it, That guy, I, yeah. I, I don't know what what he takes for his brain. But that thing works amazingly. Amazingly. I'm for real. Uh, Austin Napierski says, I personally love Lockman. The, stat, the stats enrich my listening experience. He needs to figure out how to synthesize the play-by-play with those stats. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, we're saying the same thing there. I mean, what, what we're both saying is essentially that, hey, the stats are great and everything, but who gives a damn about the stats if I don't know what the hell is going yeah. on on the floor? Like, you have to tell me what's going the play-by-play, not uh, Clarkson with the layup. Like, you're not even getting excited about jazz basketball because you're so – I honestly think his face is in the stat sheet or on whatever screen is in front of him with stats on it. Yeah. It, it's just great. And that, and by the way, the other thing, somebody please get me more Ron Boone. Like, I love Booner. I love his sto- – again, it's his experience in storytelling. It's what I love about Thurl Bailey. Yeah. When Thurl Bailey talks about a foul in a certain way – Hey, you know, uh, he, 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 when, when you hear Thurl Bailey talking about the ability to stop and move your body or control your body, or when I played, 
or hey, I remember like that's what I'm listening to Thurl Bailey for. Yeah. It's what drives me crazy about Holly Rowe. Holly Rowe, the next time Holly Rowe interrupts one of his stories, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> because <laughs> Big T's a great, great storyteller. Yeah. Ron Boone's a great storyteller. Let them tell stories about their days. Yeah. That's what they're there for. Anyway, I, 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 I try digress. to stay calm and not curse. Rick Olson says 23 out of the 25 watching don't care about the jazz. Well, there's 300 people watching, so I, I don't know. Yeah, but good luck, bud. It's fine. Um, yeah, give me Bailey and Boone on the same broadcast. That would be sick. Yeah. Holly MFing Rowe, don't even get me started, Austin says. Uh, let's see. Hayabusa. The zone signal is garbage around north, uh, around and is garbage around and north of Hill Air Force Base. When you are driving to work around the base, better make sure you are streaming it or you won't hear it. It's a pain. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, Napierski says, oh, fair. I thought y'all were saying that the stats were all around stupid, useless. No, not at all. No, I think not what, at all. What, what is it's just what's frustrating is that. You know, like I love like stat, like the stat side of the game on the radio specifically. Like that's what we're talking about on the radio because it's different on TV. But on yes. the radio, stats matter. But what matters most, like that, this is precisely why I enjoy Greg Rubel's call because even if you didn't give me any stats and and you do a phenomenal A plus over the top job on describing the game, you know, describing the moment. If I can really picture that in my head, what I'm hearing. I'm going to keep listening. But if you can find a way to find that balance where, hey, there was a, a quick whistle here, hey, stat, and then right back into it, like, that's fine. I'm good with that. But you can't just have all stats and no game picture. That doesn't, like, you have to find that balance. Have to. There's just no, there's no other way around it, man. Like, it is, it is so critical that you get. And I think that side of it. stats matter. Yeah. The game matters more especially on the radio. And this is why, before we get back to the Pac-12 thing real quick, this is why David James calling games on the radio is problematic. Texas, me. Because on TV, the picture does a lot for itself. On TV, the reason I like David James calling um, RSL soccer on TV, he did a good job of just letting it breathe. You don't always have to be talking when the ball is moving through, through the midfield or when the, you know, when the ball's in the air or, you know, whatever it is on a 50-50 ball. You don't always have to be talking. Just let the ball tell the picture, right? In basketball and in soccer on the radio, you have to constantly be telling us what's going on. Yeah. That's the bottom line. And we don't get that. And again, I'm interested to hear David James call, call, call soccer. I've never heard him do it on the radio. It is not the same call on radio as it is on TV. I, I just, I don't know. Do you guys believe in, are you confident in the media you're getting? I think that's an interesting question. I, I, I really do because I think you're given what people want you to have. You're not given what you need. You're given what you're, they want to give you. Right. And I, one of the reasons we don't do, it's funny not to, you know, pat ourselves on the back again. My shoulder's a little sore today. Um, but we were talking to somebody about a radio job here locally the other day. Like straight up called us and asked us, hey, you know, we're, we're going to make this kind of change. Would you guys be interested? Like, would you want to do that? And I was like, no, not really. And here's why. 
And it's interesting hearing what the plans for local radio are or what people are thinking or what, you know, people are looking at. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I just don't think it's what you want. I don't think you're getting what you want. I think you're, you're getting what they want. Well, I think it, what they want or what's convenient for them. Like there are a lot of like, and I know this is a whole different conversation, but even with the Pac-12 TV deal, I feel like this Pac-12 TV deal, whatever it winds up being, is just going to be another matter of convenience, another, hey, this is the best we could do instead of what the fan actually deserves, which is the Pac-12 producing everything in-house and creating a situation where you can get it on your phone. That's what people deserve. Yeah. Totes. Um, James Knight, what's up, my guy? Bowler is Boris, too. Oh, you don't like Craig Bowler, Jack? I, I, he's just older now, with all due respect. Jake doesn't like Bowler, either. I don't even think you know it's, Bowler's I name. Don't, I don't dislike Bowler. It. I just don't relate to him. I don't, it's just not, I, I just don't vibe with it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's too strong to say the pace of the game's a problem for Bowler. Uh, and he is such an endless homer. Yeah. Him and Holly are t- the homer. They are. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. Uh, Rick Olson says, Rip City. What's up, Portland? Bill uh, Shonley recently passed away. Yeah. a true, Absolutely a legend. Can mm-hmm. you imagine? I mean, the, the voices of the Pacific Northwest, uh, people don't understand how good they are. They are really, really good. Uh, Dale Donut says, have to be honest, hated Al Michaels in Herb Street broadcast. So did I. Yeah. I don't think Herb Street's an NFL guy. I think most people did hate that pairing, too. You're not yeah. alone on that. Yeah, it was uncomfortable at times. Jeff Johnson says, Terry Smith. Oh, Terry Smith. Good dude. I've known Terry for a long time. I used to work when I worked at the good old 570 KLAC. You're home for Angels baseball. You know. Uh, I knew Terry Smith back then. Uh, I still prefer to listen to the games on the radio because of how excellent he's mastered how to do it. Oh, it's it's awesome. He is fantastic. Uh, Brent Burnett says media is highly biased, like Lakers claiming it was LeBron um, and AD that were heroes yesterday. Oh, it was LeBron, no doubt about it. There is no doubt about that. It was banned. We, we can disagree, dude. I've watched. <clears throat> I know that you're not trying to run in here. Brent, with a take that says it was Vando Stop. that that brought them back. He played a good game. He is a key contributor for them. He is not LeBron James. He is not the sole reason why they Stop. came back in that game. Not at all. Not at all. The, the block shot on Kyrie Irving was massive. Anthony Davis hitting that turnaround. Anthony Davis dominating the paint. Um, Anthony Davis passing. Uh, I hate to say it, Dennis Schroeder made some plays in the last two minutes of that game that really mattered. Um, On a night where Malik Beasley couldn't hit water from the boat, I thought Schroeder gave them some big minutes. And frankly, um, you know, I thought Austin Reeves being a hard ass last night was really important for them. (laughs) Honest to goodness, I I think if you didn't (laughs) see the game, like the Mavericks were trying to intimidate Austin Reeves. And oddly... And I thought LeBron in a timeout really pepped him up. Like at one point he like had him by the back of his jersey and you could see they were having a passionate conversation. Austin Reeves is a hard ass. And I think the the Mavs were getting in his head a little bit. And then there was just one too many I'm going to walk by you. You know when you walk by somebody and you just... Yeah, they give you a little bit. And that was it. He had had enough. He got in Green's face and... I'll drop that mother... 
Uh-huh. It absolutely ended. And what did what did Austin Reeves do? Turn around and hit a big three from the wing. Yeah. Like that's why the Lakers won the game. Now, what did Vando do? I think Vando's length absolutely played a massive role in shutting down Luca, not shutting him down, limiting Luca. Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt LeBron's defense on Kyrie. There is no doubt that the way that Anthony Davis rebounded late in that game, the way that Schroeder was slow and methodical with the last two minutes, wasn't stupid turning the ball over. LeBron playing through that injury, dude, Vando was important. He played a very small role in this win. Uh, David Hume says, I listened to hundreds of jazz games as a kid. Hot Rod, listening to Hot Rod and with the way he called it, I could see the game. Locke, I can't even tell there's a jazz game on, and it's annoying. (laughs) I agree. Um, Brady Cook, a member of the program, says, it's so frustrating that you have to have one subscription for the NFL and one for the jazz and one for another. They need to make the place where you pay for one subscription to get all of your sports. You ready to cough up like 300 bucks for that? Totally agree. But it's going to have to get cost efficient at some point. It's going to do one of two things. It's going to keep incrementally creeping up until you stop paying for it. And then it'll come down. But once you start paying, this is the Sunday ticket. Once you start paying, they're not going to let you not pay for it. And the other thing that they do with sports is they say, hey, subscribe for one year, sign a one-year deal. We'll give you NFL Sunday ticket for free. Now, I don't know what YouTube TV is going to do with it. Google is a very business savvy company. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. We'll see. Uh, Jacob DeLambo says, same thing happened to the Cavs when Don dropped 71. What's that? What did I miss there? Uh, Ryan Thomas says, it's more likely the ACC just takes Cal, Stanford, Oregon, and it's, that is absolutely not going to happen. That is not going to happen. There is, you guys got to stop. When it comes to ACC, Pac-12, Pac-12, but like you guys just like to throw out these ideas of yours. This, with all due respect, Ryan Thomas, Cal, Stanford, Oregon, and, and UW are not going to the ACC. Yeah. Hear what you're saying. Hear, hear that thought in your head. With all due respect. If I'm Washington and Oregon, I'm getting into a conference where I have to fly across the country consistently. Why would they do that? Without a total conference merger, which, by the way, you'd still have to get Washington and, and, and Oregon. And I'm telling you, Washington runs the Pac-12 right now because Oregon doesn't have a president. Washington runs the Pac-12, and I think Arizona State's in, in number two. Washington's not going to the ACC willingly. And anybody that tells you, oh, it's just, it, it more likely the ACC just takes. Do you understand how bad the ACC is right now? Do you understand that the ACC, I think, is making $17 million a year? The ACC is not a factor in any way, shape, or form. Because it's garbage. The ACC ain't taking anybody. Yeah. They're just not. I I don't know how to break that to you. This drives me crazy. Everybody, all these people that come in are like, hey, man, the ACC is just, the Big 12's just, there's not a, a, like the Big 12 fans right now. Well, we're we're taking schools from the Pac-12. Oh, really? Hey, guys. Oh, really? Well, you let me know when that happens. Because it, 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 nobody is calling the Big 12 like, man, we're really desperate. You got to let us in. Dude, nobody is doing that. No, Frankly, in my opinion, if the Big 10 had a commissioner, I would tell you before April 1st, they would have expanded with, with Pac-12 teams. 
But Kevin Warren's going to the Chicago Bears, and they don't have a replacement yet. Yeah. You guys got to stop with this ridiculous rumor-mongering. There is no sense of any sort that the ACC just takes, well, we'll settle. <laughs> Fucking Washington, you know, we'll settle. It's, it's the Husky. I mean, I mean, if we got to take them, you know, I mean, I mean, if you're going to twist my arm like this, I guess we'll take Oregon. The damn ducks. Gonzaga. You know, I, I fine. Are you kidding me right now? We'll just, they just take them. Yeah. Cause they're nice guys. They're, they're going to take our dead weight here in Washington and Oregon. <laughs> I mean, fucking donkey. Man, what a break that they took Oregon from us. Did us oh. a favor. Woo! I would get out of here. Get out of here, man. Like, what are you talking about? Drives me crazy. Uh, let's see. Curtis D316. So the Big Ten is getting ready to put, getting ready to kill the Pac-12 with four more schools. I do believe so. Yeah. I don't know if you, if you want to call it kill them, call it what you want. I think that the Big Ten... And it's been described to me a couple of ways. I, frankly, I, it's all rumor at this point. But I was told that the Big Ten was more interested in Stanford and Cal because they're looking to balance their education against Oregon and Washington. Because Oregon is not a well-thought-of educational institution. So, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. I just... It, you it have is, to use logic, bro. You can't... The, the ACC thing is is prime for tinfoil hack guy to be talking about Washington and Oregon to the ACC is one of the silliest things I've ever heard, man. Yeah. And it's not personal to you, Ryan. I think your name was, it's just, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> I love that everybody looks at Oregon and Washington or Stanford and Cal, like, Oh man, like they're for instance, like Cal Cal's a, a bit of dead weight, but their academics are so strong. Mm-hmm. That it's, I mean, it offsets almost every crappy badminton and field hockey team you got to take from them, right? How about that? But it, at some point, you have to register in your brain that Stanford is of real value. There is heavy value on Stanford because they are one of the finest educational houses in this country. Yeah. They compete with anybody. Do you really think that that Northwestern's in the Big Ten for athletics? The occasional football relevancy? No, friends. They're, they're in the, the Big Ten because they are an academic powerhouse. Thanks. Right? I, I, I don't know how else to, to get people to understand that you're not doing favors for or pity, pity me. It doesn't work that way, dude. Very casual. It doesn't work that way. And... I, I hope people will understand at some point you need to settle down and you need to really kind of say to yourself, does it make sense that eight, the ACC is just going to take them off our hands? Golly, thanks. Infowars.com. Does that make sense? Or furthermore, maybe what really makes sense is UCLA and USC need somewhere to play football games that's not out on the other side of the Rocky Mountains. I mean, does anybody think about that? And by the way, am I the only Utah fan that's like, hey, man, maybe you guys ought to be proactively looking at something. Oh, but we're not going anywhere. We're not leaving. And I, I will continue to say as much as I appreciate 
the facilities and the infrastructure because I think they are spectacular. It feels like Utah, and it's been explained to me that Utah's just kind of going where the current takes them. And it's a huge mistake. I'm telling you now, it's a huge mistake. Because Utah football, I mean, look at what women's basketball is doing right now. Look what the Red Rocks are doing right now. Like, there's real value in this, in this athletic department. And there's real value in the, the academics at Utah. You deserve better than Chris Hill saying, well, we're not leaving the Pac-10 because all our fan base is in the Bay Area. <laughs> you deserve better than Mark Harlan saying, we're not leaving. Are you out of your goddamn mind? Come on, man. Come on. Like, yeah, be better. It's, it's just frustrating to me. It, it is. Gabriel says, afternoon, Monty. Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty, programmers. Hey, Monty, let's get our tinfoil hats out over the, the APAC. He says, more Pac-10 kerfuffle on the menu today, indeed. Damn right. Let's get some kerfuffles with Be ridges. Before football at 50, uh, Tyler P. says, I think it's hilarious that the non-Utah fans in this chat honestly think that we actually care about the TV deal conversation. Newsflash, we don't care. Dude, I'm telling you, you better. Tyler, you better. I can't what, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? You don't care about the TV Actually, chat, honestly think that we, we actually care about the TV deal conversation. What do you mean by that? What does that mean? Because I have to believe you care. I have to believe How you care. How do you not? Brent Burnett says, Utes are a joke. Mistake being made by not getting out and going for some real money. It's not. You know, <coughs> sometimes... <coughs> And, and I get it. I'm, I'm just little old Monty over here. Hey, Monty. I don't know anybody. Trust me, bro. Like, jackass. It's not necessarily about the payday. Why do... You make my... You make my head hurt. When you These say people things, going to heaven. When you say things like, exactly. When you say things like, oh, the youth's got to get out of the conference to chase a bag of money. <laughs> it's not about the payday. It's about access to making more money than the payday. It's anyway. Woo! Play the music. Okay. How are we? How are we? What is this? This is March. Let's call it March. Yeah. How are we? September, October, November, December, January, February. We're six months into this mother... And you guys are still talking about, oh, Utah needs to go get a payday. Not about the money. Not that. Not in that sense, man. How are we still in this thing where I'm a Utes fan and I don't care about the TV deal? Yeah, you do. Hey, money. Yeah, or you're just going to be on... Get your Jimmy... rubber ducky out because you're floating down the broke river. Jimmy Jack Sportsnet. You know what you'll be on? You'll be on the bottom of the recruiting rankings. On CW. Because if you don't care, if, if you're a Ute fan and you don't care about the TV deal, man, I don't know what you're looking at. I don't know what you're looking at. Because when I look at the Utah Utes, especially the football program, I think it's one of the best in the country that nobody knows about. Facts. You have a legendary Hall of Fame, all-time great coach in Kyle Whittingham, and nobody recognizes him as that because you're on Pac-12 networks. And you're like, yeah, we don't care about the TV deal here in Utah, Monty. What do you care about then? 
Because do you know why USC was ranked ahead of you even after you beat them? Because the soccer writer in Minnesota who voted for him sees USC and he's like, oh, Pete Carroll and Reggie Bush lost a game. That's fine. They're better than you saw. He doesn't know who, who's your mom or your cousin. He just knows it's USC and there's Traveler going to spike at center field and stuff. Like, are, where did your heads go? This is, this is the thing that I, I just want to understand. I'm not trying to be a jerk about this, but help me understand how you can say things like, Utah fans don't care about the TV deal. Like, where does that, where does that go, man? How does that work? Like, what do you mean you don't care about? What does that mean that yeah. you don't care about the TV deal? You you are right now, like, you're irrelevant. If we're being totally honest, Utah football and the national scheme of things does not register. And Even you've, though they're Ohio State good. And you've won the conference two years in a row and been in the Rose Bowl two years in a row. And what if you beat USC like 37 straight times and you're irrelevant? Yes. That's, that's the logic that I need help getting my head around. Because if you had a better TV deal and you were on national TV every single game, like, I don't know. Playoff already. What are we doing? What are we doing? Somebody help me understand that. Because I, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't. Anyway. Anyway. But Huey Reed says S-E-C. <laughs> the, next, the next four comments, could you please do ESPN? <laughs> he says U-T-A-H. What does that spell? Poughkeepsie? No, I, I, think, oh. that, I think that spells irrelevant. Autu? Hat you? H A T U. Does that spell hat you? Hat you. Okay, hat you in the in the the. I'm confused. Hat I'm so, you in the the central electronic service. And now Cyclone Steve says E S P N. No, you got that backwards. Oh, N P S E. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Woo, okay, I was. Con I don't. You National know. Picture Service expected. Got yeah, it. Yeah, there you got go. It, there you it. go. There you go. Got it. All right, okay. cool. Now I'm on board. All right. Woo. All right, hit the like button. Um. Arturo tosses us a $20 bill and says that the Pac-12 survives but loses P5. I, I don't think that's a possibility. Uh, does the ACC take up their P5 spot or will we see a group of six conference or a P4? There's no such thing as loses their P5. They just won't be a conference anymore. They, they, I don't see when Washington and Oregon... And I think Stanford and Cal go to the Big Ten because I think the Big Ten will want a Western Conference. Explain to me how you survive on Washington State, Oregon State, Utah, Colorado, and the Arizona schools. Because Deion Sanders, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I watched Louis. that. I watched that video today, and I could watch it a hundred more times. Do you, do you really think that Mr. Louis Vuitton luggage is hanging out in the? Nowhereville? I don't... I. You're telling me that Colorado doesn't go back to the Big 12? You're telling... Utah and Colorado are going back to the Big 12, right? Like, I... That's... Yeah. That's what makes sense. You can't tell me that it makes any sense at all 
for the Pac-12 to be the Pac-6. Well, we're small, but we're mighty over here. Right. You're not. I don't. You know what, Arturo? I don't think that. I don't think that's a possibility. I really don't. Okay, more more okay, spelling more, games. More more launch codes here. Okay. okay. Jeremy Callahan says, I and I. Any? You have an any? Uh, that's disgusting. Bro, this is a family program, bro. That's disgusting. Eric and Raleigh says P A C C E. Pack Z? Pack Z? Oh, you need a Z pack? You have a flu? Damn. Bro, hope you feel better. Uh, Zesty's Retros and Games wants to know if that's your Netflix password. Nah, you know, it's not. It's not, but that's a really good guess. You know. Uh, Chan, who's a member of the program, says LMAO. <laughs> you know. Uh, Jeremy uh, Callahan says, but what if they pick up rice? P5 dinner is served. See what, <laughs> I was like, see what he... See, see what he there, because it's rice and it's rice. You know you what know, I mean? It, it, you Okay, uh, six pack. Okay. Jeremy Callahan says, I lived in the Bay Rhea, and I was one of the few college football fans in the area. Um, what's the Bay Rhea? Do you know what the Bay Rhea is? The Bay of Rhea. Okay. Um, there's not, nobody goes to Stanford or Cal games. Well, Utah fans do because they're all in the Bay Area. They're all in the Bay Area. Good right. point. Yeah, thanks. thanks. Stanford's a basketball school. Cal is. Cal. You know, um, Cal is, they grow fine weed in Berkeley. Uh, I don't yeah, you they, know. Uh, Cal is arithmetic 18.7. You know. Uh, okay. Uh, M. Morris says Utah would be smart to be the first to jump, ensuring they have a spot. They would. Uh, Stanford still gets good TV ratings, oddly enough. They have good alumni. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, Renee Roca says, Utah, we got eye on you. See what he, so see what he did there? Like on, they're watching and, you. and it's eye on and it's eye on. And that makes sense. Script Sports is going to be a factor in, in rights. It will not be the Pac-12 from what I'm told. How about that Big 12 basketball? Yeah, it's a hell of a league. You know. Isn't it? Uh, football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour. Presented by our good friends. Oh, my God. Can we talk about it? No. <sighs> No, no, we can't yeah, because can't. you didn't Sorry. do your job. Uh, the marinara meatball at Papa Murphy's Pizza is awesome. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh. Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Jake has soiled Mrs. Monty's reputation. Because <laughs> Jake, Jake and I, so I'm a big fan of my monkey, right? Whoa. And okay, again, see, family program what? here. Come on. I have jackass. a monkey. Yeah, I, what? I am not a jackass. That, Bro, that's not nice. That's not nice. Family program here, okay? Anyway, uh, make sure you get the marinara meatball at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Um, so I'm a huge fan of like all the monkey gifts. I love monkeys. I happen to be a huge fan of monkeys. Mrs. Monty scared one will rip her face off, so she won't let me have one. <laughs> <in the pack. laughs> you know, some of us have irrational fears, like all of the Pac-12 schools being taken by the ACC. <coughs> um, 
so yeah, you know, for seventeen million dollars per school per season, and that's a <laughs> keep going, dude. Uh, anyway, the point is now Mrs. Monty is sending us gifts of monkeys holding money. Yeah, right. You right. know, better send those refunds. And who does that all the time? Me. Jerky over tor- here. Hey, that's not nice. Jackass. <laughs> Jake does love to send his his monkey gifts, talking on phones. Jackass. Talking, we having money. In the members only group, Tanner Plummer and a select other few other individuals will literally video chat our private Instagram group at like three in the morning, and I'll wake up to it. And then my response to that is sending like 50 phone gifts, the first of which is the monkey ones. And I don't understand it. They, uh, the occasional like once a year thing where it happens, okay, totally get that. You know, Yeah. totally get that. Yeah. I, I'm just, all I'm saying, you yeah. keep your hands off the dial button. Uh, all right. Where are you guys at today? Like this show has been off the chain today like i don't even know what happened to this show today like people coming in talking about coming the acc is going to do us a favor they're going to take all of your dead weight and and washington and oregon you know your dead weight what the fuck are you ranger it's gonna be like wait a minute let me understand this the pac-12's dead weight is is oregon and washington so they're going to do us a favor a favor, and they're going to take all of our dead weight, Oregon and Washington. Yeah, take it. See ya. What? <laughs> Listen, I understand it's 4 o'clock, but you should not smoke crack at this hour of the afternoon. You shouldn't. It's you a shouldn't. little it's not, early, it's please. It's not smart, man. What do you mean? Not like doing us a, smart. Like doing us Dude, a it's favor. Not, it's not doing anybody a favor, man. Like you, you have on, to be, man. You have to understand that these things have logic to them. They have certain ways that certain things would get done in that in in this whole you know ACC Pac-12 merger that you know that they're that you know with the cute little name tab tag of the APAC like it like you can go and do that <laughs> but you're still not going to be more relevant you it's a survival no. mechanism at best I totally agree I totally agree the money show is presented by the advocates at utahadvocates.com. We got stuck in traffic at a construction zone and I got rear-ended at 80 miles an hour. So I needed help. They just stepped in and pretty much took care of everything. If you're in a motor vehicle accident or situation, call the advocates. The advocates, theadvocates.com. By the way, don't forget their uh, blood drive is coming up on March 6th. Get to utahadvocates.com. Uh, to register for their blood drive, they're giving away $10 Amazon gift cards. Um, it's going to be amazing. UtahAdvocates.com slash blog uh, to register for their blood drive coming up on August 6th. Whew. Okay. By the way, it is about 100 degrees in the Maverick Center today. Thank you for all 309 of you watching currently. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Make sure you hit the like button. Um, the show has had an unbelievable... <laughs> okay. You guys, I look away from the Dude, comments for like bro, three seconds. We don't need launch codes getting spelled out in the chat, okay? We know what how to spell ESPN, all right? <laughs> it's hysterical. Jacob DeLambo <laughs> says, sounds like schemers trying to control their little world. Schemers trying to control their little world. Dale Donuts says, I say Monty will offer pack to a TV deal just so he can get interview time with George Klyovkok. Hey, guys. Dude, uh, we've asked. He's never come on the show. Do you think that you would end Buddy's life in an interview? No, I think he would hang up on me. 
He's just a hack. I think he would end the interview. I, I, because I would have to ask him, like, I mean, one of the first questions I would ask him is, do you think you've done a good job as a commissioner? And we're going, oh. to, Pac, we're going to Pac-12 media days. So I'm hoping to sit down with him this year. We'll see. If he's not gone by then, you know, and we have, Jeremy, we've asked to have Brett Yormark on the show. Yeah. Um, I think the problem is, and this is going to sound really self-serving and arrogant. It's not, trust me. We've become a little too big now. We've gotten to the point where people are aware, well aware of who we are. Yeah. And I think people like Ryan Smith at the Jazz, he knows this is not a place where he'll get softball questions. Fucking A. And he knows that if he comes on this show that he's going to be asked things he probably doesn't want to talk about. Yeah. And, and listen, I totally understand that. But the I, thing I, is, totally. the, the, the difference is, and, and this is where everyone always gets caught up, and, and this is where we've got caught up trying to get him on the show. People correlate, hey, he's going to get asked things he doesn't want to talk about with us just trying to be hard asses about it. And it's like, we're not even trying to be hard asses about it. I genuinely want to know what the plan is for the TV deal. I want to know what the logic was trying to partner with Travis Scott when Buddy's had a bunch of issue issues at his event. I want to know why, Ryan Smith, you had Carl Malone judging the dunk contest. Why? Yeah. What 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 was the point? Yep, I agree. Uh, 801 West Valley wants to throw a dig in today, which, hey, you know what, man? Do it while you can. And what he says, BYU produces better NFL talent than Utah. Stay hard. Like I said, Stay do, hard. do not smoke crack at this hour of the day. Uh, Cyclone Steve. Thank you, Steve, for clarifying. Steve, Steve says this is a time for weed, not crack. See? Well, you know. I mean, you know. Brandon Butler, who's a member of the program, says cocaine's a hell of a drug. Well, you know that's true. You know that. Uh, KM says, please, please, in all capitals, please, please, please. Uh-huh. Keep Utah out of the Big 12. Please. Are you a Utah fan or you're not a Utah fan? Sundev says, go with the gummies. Hey, man, I've seen people get torched on gummies, Mrs. Monty. Mm-mm. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says if the ACC and the Pac-12 merged, they would need to acquire an airline to be able to afford all the travel. It would essentially be a horseshoe from the East Coast around Florida, the Texans, the Gulf Coast, Panhandle. Can you measure it? You know, up the, the East Coast, around the balloons from China and shit. Listen, and we're then, in, in a strange time. You know, you get the conferences. And maybe we play some football games after the nukes are done. Cocaine is um, a hell of a drug. <laughs> Jacob DeLambo. Uh, I agree. Still schemers. You know, uh, Renee Roca says Rice Village near the University of Rice has some nice restaurants. <laughs> okay, say that fast 11 times like I just did. <laughs> was Carmelone giving 12s at the dunk contest? I believe he was. <laughs> nah, you know what he was giving? 13s. <clears throat> I don't get it. Oh, yes, you do. You know. Uh, both Stanford and Cal are on the quarter system, so no one in the is at the game until the end of September. Who cares? What happened about in October? And, oh, that's right. They're both winless in the conference at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. It's cool. Dude. Hey, it's fine. Yeah. Nobody goes to UCLA games, right, until the big ones happen because they're actually in the conference conversation. When's the last time Cal's been, like, truly relevant in Pac-12 football? When's the last time before he quit that David Shaw was relevant in the Pac-12? Well, his hands are tied. Um, They're not relevant. They're not big games. Um, Notre Dame and Stanford used to be a thing. It's not a thing anymore. Jim Harbaugh ain't walking through that door anytime soon. He's busy screwing Michigan out of championships. You know. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Uh, damn, Jake, call the burn unit. Carl needs some ointment. Hey, I'm just keeping it real, bro. I, okay. I have no mercy for him. Taylor Smith says Boise State to the Pac-12. Boise um, State. And if we keeps in it real up in this piece. Right. If we're keeping it real, Boise State is going to be a player. But I said this about Utah Tech and people lost their minds. Fuck you. Where'd you hear that? <laughs> wow. Okay. Sorry, that, that was probably a little too hot. Um, my bad. On my a bad. Monday. My bad. Where's that dump button? Uh, my um, bad. <laughs> coming in hot. Uh, I said this about Utah Tech. And I'll say it again. Utah Tech is a is waiting for its moment. They are waiting for their moment in St. Jeezy. Because I'm telling you, Utah Tech's got the facilities to take be taken seriously. Uh-huh. They're just waiting. They're already recruiting at a higher level. They're just waiting. Just give them an opportunity. Winter is coming. What about Boise State? Now, nobody likes the blue turf, and frankly, nobody likes Boise. Not even people in Boise like Boise. Yeah. Albert, Albertsons is not Harmons. Let's be honest. But would Boise State in a major conference be a power player? Man, I got to think they would. If they had, if they had seventeen million, if they had twenty-five million a year from just from TV, yeah. Come on, come on, come on now. Uh, let's see. Brandon Butler says we done dump button only dump by text. Exactly. Hey. Exactly right. Um, Taylor Smith says, coming in hot with the button. Hey. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Uh, Eminem says, uh, Matt, I graduated from UCLA and I am from New Mexico. The students aren't in the games, but a lot of them live out of state. That's the problem with UCLA. And it's unique in LA because it's not at USC. But USC puts alumni into the pipeline of Los Angeles. Yeah. UCLA... He has a much smaller cut of the local alumni than USC. Because one of the major things that USC is known for is their film program, their film and theater program. Well, what do you do in Hollywood? You work in film and theater, right? So you keep a lot more people local through USC law. You keep a lot more people local through their med school for Curl and Job. Like, yeah. You have all these reasons to stay local, but at UCLA, it just doesn't work out that way. I also think UCLA's facilities are subpar compared to UCLA because UCLA just doesn't have the real estate that USC has. Like, you look at where the Rose Bowl, the Rose Bowl's in Pasadena. It's not close to Westwood. So it's a different dynamic in Los Angeles, I'm telling you. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, Boise State and Eastern Washington, the Pac-12, Bluefield, Redfield. That Eastern Washington field is actually pimp daddy. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. Jeremy Callahan says, I'll be honest, I started watching your show because of the conference alignment stuff, but now I'm sold on your show and I don't even like any of your local teams. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that, dude. Yeah. Let's go. go. Welcome aboard. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Black 45 says, honest question, uh, questios. Honest questios. A real hypothetical one. In 20 years, will Stanford and Cal guys, have a guys, D1 guys, football guys, program? Guys, 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 guys. Guys, guys, guys. Hey, guys. So. After Putin drops the nukes on Ukraine. Hey, guys. And then there's a civil war across Europe. Keep it real. Stanford and Cal still have. <laughs> um, I forgot my train of thought. But anyway, the point um, is. 
Will Stanford and Cal still have D1 programs? Excuse me. First of all, it's programs? You're never getting away from... Stanford and Cal would never do that. Because I think you have boosters and alumni that support it. Program. And I think when you look at the money that they make having a D1 football program, knowing they're going to be in the, in the Big Ten, you're not going to turn that money away. Why would you? Yeah. And you can win, but they're not committed to – this is the Notre Dame Catholics intr- argument of my childhood. Right. Well, are we going to lower our, en- our entry standards at Notre Dame to allow, you know, Kevin, who's got like a three on the SAT, to get in? Facial recognition. Well, doesn't that mean he got one question right? No, that means he filled his name out on the uh, the Scantron. <laughs> the Scantron. <laughs> right? Like, you remember remember when they, they would tell you, hey, listen, if you just put, I, I, can, I had a baseball coach in high school. Tell me, just make sure you spell your name right on the Scantron. You'll get into any college and play baseball you want. <laughs> One of my high school baseball coaches told me that. I remember a kid when I went to high school on Scantrons, because obviously it's multiple choice tests, he would draw a Christmas tree with his answers on the Scantron and pass the class. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did. Oh, my God. Car Wash Channel, who's a member of the program, says, if anyone needs a free car wash from me, let me know. Uh, and Jake and Monty, get, get, a, get an ass from you. Look, man. We we close and friends and stuff, but it ain't, it ain't like that, yo. Like, it ain't like that. Are you a detailer? Do you have yeah, a what tunnel? Do you do? What do you do, bro? What do you do? Uh, Matt Harley says UCLA uh, gets good attendance numbers. Do they, though? The problem is they play in, I think I think the Rose Bowl holds 758,000 people. <laughs> and when you get 10,000 fans in a 100,000-seat stadium, it looks empty. So I don't even disagree with you, Matt. UCLA has better attendance number than people think. So, you know. Yeah. Blast the state Blast is a JUCO, me. Gary says. <laughs> Blast the state. Uh, well, I'm going to take my remedial courses there. You know, look, I'm getting my master's degree, but I'm going JUCO at Boise State to get my remedials out of the way. You know. I didn't do so well or so good in English. Don't play intramurals, brother. And, you know, the stupid geometry class. Do you know how much trouble I had with geometry? Yeah, that's stupid. Mainly, oh, man, I even remember. I, I believe her name was Mary Baxter. Oh, Mary Baxter. My name is Luca. She was, my basketball coach was my geometry teacher. And his name is John C. <laughs> there, there was one year during my basketball career. Yeah. Where Mary Baxter sat right next to me in geometry. I actually wound up passing that. Well, she passed it for me with a Please. C. I mean, nobody know you know. I passed geometry, and my basketball coach was my teacher every day in practice. He was like, hey, Mary Baxter, tell Mary Baxter she did great on that test. That's right, T. Wow. Hey, that was a great. Hey, you make sure you hey, tell Mommy. Mary. Hey, you Mommy. tell Mary that worksheet. Primo job. A plus. A plus. Oh, I had fun in high school. It was it was fine. Uh, Geoff says Utah Technical College of Jeezy Peasy Bisons. Exactly. Seriously. Exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, DWE says real funny. Gary, want to play our pack snob card? Wow, we're the Pac-12. We're the Conference of Champions. We're the you know. best. 
Hey, you, you know, it's fine. It is what it is. Zesty's Retro and Games gives us two bucks to say, can you speak about the upcoming MLB TV mess? Dude. <sighs> God, dude. I honestly, and you guys are going to think I'm crazy. I think it's the, the scripts Ion people are going to take that over. <coughs> because they're going to get in on the bottom floor because I think Bally's is going out of business. They're going bankrupt. Yeah. And I think MLB is going to have to sell their soul to the devil and make no money on their local TV deals. And Ion Scripps is going to do really well on that deal. And it's exactly who you want to be. Yeah. It's exactly who you want to be. Ion's got TV stations all over the country. They were sucked up by SW Scripps. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's good. Car Wash Channel says I meant free wash uh, from my spelling is bad. I can't spell. So wait, I don't understand. Are you a car wash or no? Yes, he says I wash cars. Okay, are you? But are you a detailer? Are you a detailer? Or are you a tunnel? Yeah, he's. I think he's a detailer. Are you a mobile detailer? Yeah, I'm guessing that's what you are. Uh, you know, uh, Cyclone Steve says South Hamilton Institute of Technology. Exactly right. <laughs> um, all right, couple more. Uh, Bally rolled snake eyes. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And I, I'm telling you. Like the, the deals that are being, like the NBA is the only one that's got their stuff on lock. Their, their labor's going in the right direction. Their TV's going in the right direction. Their Q score, their community, like they've got the G League down. They've got that's the draft right, down. Like, like look at the NFL Combine, you guys. The NFL Combine is an absolute mess. Nobody wants to be there. Uh, now fully one quarter of NFL teams don't send anybody to the Combine. Do you know why? Well, because the kids are so well prepared that the interviews are useless. I mean, they say nothing in those interviews. They know that the combine is a series of workouts. The kids know the workouts in what order they're going to have to perform them. So what do they do? They train specifically for those workouts. They train specifically for those drills. So they perform those drills really well. And if you don't, you're not an NFL player because you know for months the order in which and what drills you will have to perform. It's not rocket science. So the combine really becomes useless to most NFL teams. And I think within five years, the combine will no longer exist. I, I truly do. I think senior days, I think those are the things that will become a big deal now. Yeah. Because why are NFL teams going to the combine? They're not. They have no reason to, you know, like yeah. it's, it's just yeah. not a thing. Wow. Look at, look at uh, Chan, a member of the show says Colin Sexton came into my job today. I wasn't there to meet him. Oh, what do you do? Where did he come into? I am anonymous says big 12, baby. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, Mary Baxter needs to work out the PAC 12 media deal. Might get something better than the current commissioner. Like your homework. Taylor Smith says, well, Mary Baxter, I wonder where she is. I don't know where, I'm not on Facebook anymore, so I really don't ever, but. Right. You know. You think she left the state? I have no idea. I don't even, I don't even think I was in touch with her after, well. <coughs> sophomore <coughs> did not end well for her, you know, because then somebody else came, and she was, you know, like. Stay hard. I'm just saying. Uh, Brandon Butler says, Colin Sexton out another week. Why would you rush him back? Why would yeah. you rush him back? Chan says, I'm an electronic repair tech. Nice. Okay. 
Nice. I like it. Uh, all of our football talk, speaking of I like it, is presented by our friends at Barbecue Pit Stop. BBQPitStop.com. Shop online all day long. Do you know that at Barbecue Pit Stop's website, BBQPitStop.com, they have an awesome chat feature where you can say, hey, I'm about to throw this brisket on the grill. Like, how long do I need to let it rest before I can slice it? Or, hey, I want to go low and slow. How long should I leave it on the on the smoker for? Is it like a 12-hour? They'll walk you right through it. Hey, how long do I, you know, how long do I need to let it, you know, like sit before I put it on the heat? After I put all those seasonings in there, after, hey, do I need to brine it? Hey, you got questions? They got answers, man. It's amazing. At barbecue pit stop, bbqpitstop.com in Utah, go to any of their five locations, Logan, Layton, Lehigh, the GZ, St. George, and of course our friends on State Street and Murray right across from the mall. Barbecue Pit Stop's a great local company. I love supporting entrepreneurs. And there are no finer entrepreneurs in this state than Barbecue Pit Stop. They bust their ass to give you the best service. And I'm telling you, they have everything you need at bbqpitstop.com. bbqpitstop.com. Go check them out. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. And please get the Asado seasoning from Flavor Knuckles. Do it. It is the best seasoning you will ever have. Burgers, chops, steaks. Wings, we use it on our wings all the time. Yes. Uh, I'll be honest with you, Mrs. Monty and I made nachos yesterday that were off the chain. We, I put the the asado seasoning on the ground beef that I used on top on top of the nachos. Oh my god! BBQPitStop.com. Um, if you're just tuning into the show, I think the biggest story in football today is certainly this situation with Amazon not negotiating in, in, I wouldn't say in good faith, Amazon's not playing the game that the Pac-12 is trying to play. And we've been telling you for weeks and months that Amazon is pretty well out on tier one rights. And they have come to a number. And they, I think they have essentially told the Pac-12, this is our number, we're not hey negotiating anymore. We're, I, as it's been explained to me, Amazon's at a yes or no phase. Here's the number. Are you in? Okay, great. Let's do this thing. And I think they are willing to, to give more inventory. They're willing to take more than a game a week. I think that is a weekday game and a weeknight game possibly, but they are not willing to take the full bolt from the Pac-12. I just don't think Amazon's set up at this point to do that. Yeah. I still maintain from what sources and TV have told me that the likely scenario is that the Pac-12 winds up with the same money they have now that's about $25 million a year. If they can get Amazon and Apple TV involved, they could get to where the, the Big 12 is. You can conceivably see if there's three partners, if it's ESPN, Amazon, and Apple, I can see a way where they get to $30, 31000000 million. Yeah. If it's just Amazon and ESPN, which I think is a really likely scenario, I don't see any way, shape, or form they're getting above 25 because... I think ESPN, very much like Amazon, Jake, is driving a very difficult bargain, as they should be. Yeah, I, I just think that there's no reason to give in. There's no reason to, you know, to acquiesce. There, like, this whole concept of they're at a take-it-or-leave-it phase, like, this is the number, and you can take it or leave it, yes or no, uh, I think is brilliant because that number protects Amazon. That number, obviously, is a number that they like. Obviously, it's probably not a number that the Pac-12 likes, and, and I think that that's the nature of business. That's how things get done when you're in leverage situations. It's not like the Pac-12's got, 
you know, three, four, five options for their TV rights. That's right. That's just the reality of the situation. You're in a position where, you know, you're you're talking about Apple TV and and there this rumor about Ion that's not true in any way, shape, or form. We have really well sourced information that we gave you Friday. Like it, it, you're in a position where, and I agree with what you've said. I think the deal is done. We think the deal is done. And George Klyavkov is trying to go out to make another deal that is going to go ahead and meet the grant of rights requirements of Washington and Oregon, because those are the two that hold the water right now. And Arizona State, to a lesser extent, but those are really the two that that hold the water. So it's cool if Amazon has a number in mind, but if that number in that particular setup doesn't reach what Oregon and Washington want, what's the point? Because they're not going to sign the grant of rights. That's the problem here. That is the stalemate. And furthermore, I would say if the Big Ten ever figures out who its commissioner is going to be right. and gets that on lock, if you can get Oregon and Washington to, you know, barter a deal with you before, you know, they agree to some five-year deal with the Pac-12, I, I think that's uh, that could be a possibility. But again, that's not going to happen until you have a commissioner. So that's why I say... That's why nothing's happening right now. That's why you're hearing, hey, they're at a stalemate. They're struggling. They're, there's not a real great deal. Because even if Amazon has their number, that number probably doesn't meet what the grant of rights needs, you know, what the grant of rights requirements are. That's the problem. Well, and that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I view this as the Pac-12 needs help from different partners. They need ESPN to put them on cable. They need Amazon to put them on stream. The question that I have is, can ESPN and Amazon coexist in a, a mutually beneficial fashion? Because I think if you're ESPN and Disney, why would you want to give up your right to show those games in the ESPN app? Yeah, you wouldn't. If you're Amazon, why would you want ESPN to show Pac-12 games in the ESPN app? <coughs> right, you wouldn't. Because I keep telling you, and I've heard this repeatedly, Amazon's developing an app just for sports. Amazon Prime Sports app. You're going to be able to get all of their sports content, whether that's soccer, whether that is Amazon Sports Talk, Pac-12 football, the NFL, whatever it winds up being. Yeah. You're going to get that on their Amazon Sports app. Why do you want to compete against ESPN.com? Because Amazon's not known for spending a ton of money to promote their product. They're, whoa. Dude, Siri, Siri, relax. Dude, what are we doing here, girlfriend? Um, they're not known. Amazon's <laughs> not known for spending big money on, on, on promotion. And so I think it is, it is a very likely scenario that e ESPN and Amazon are going to have to figure out some licensing stuff. And I think, unfortunately for both of those and for Pac-12 members, George Klyavkok's probably the guy that's going to have to barter and broker that deal. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see because... I also wonder, can you see a scenario where ESPN, Amazon, and Apple TV wind up playing in the same sandbox? And I cannot. I cannot. Because yeah. you're, there's only so much stream to go around. And the other thing that that does is, in my opinion, it really waters down the product for the fan. Because now you got to figure out, okay, well, I got to subscribe to Amazon, and I got to subscribe to Apple TV, and I got to pay for ESPN. So do I have cable? Am I going to have Amazon? Am I also going to have Apple TV? It's really despicable. I think that's asking an awful lot. And yeah. I think you're going to see 
that 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 is going to come down significantly. Agreed. Significantly. Agreed. Jeremy Callahan says Amazon, it's this number, take it or leave it. Kleopcock, he's shooting at cans. He hates the cans. Exactly right. Exactly right. ESPN has the same position. No need to budge. IIRC. Bob Holsey says. Well, I don't disagree. There's no reason for them to budge. The problem is nobody needs it. Who's desperate for Pac-12 programming? Nobody needs it. IIRC stands for, if I recall correctly. Good Lord. Like, guys, I'm wildly intelligent. I, I had no idea what IIRC meant. I had no idea um, what that meant. No idea what that meant. I did not. Um, before we get to Pat McAfee versus Brett Favre's thumb, Zesty Retros and Games says, I mean, literally, when does their current deal expire? At the end of the 2024 season. Correct. They have this coming, they have, they have this season, which will be the 2023 season, and then in 2024, they have to do another deal. Um, what's the final day of the Pac-12 has to get a deal? Well, there is no final day. Um, he gives us $2 to ask that question, by the way. Appreciate that. There is no, like, final day. There is no, like, drop dead. Hey, if, listen, if you guys don't have a TV deal by March 3rd, you're screwed. Yeah. doesn't really work like that. The problem is you're losing leverage every single day you don't have one. You're losing leverage. And the other thing you're doing every day that you don't have, and it's not the TV deal. They need to announce the TV deal. And it was explained to me over the weekend that they know, and we said this, I think, last week, they know the deal that they're going to get. Yeah. They're trying to figure out how to get everybody to sign the grant to rights now. And I think they're having trouble doing that. Yeah, next question. They're having trouble doing that. And it's something tomorrow, I would expect tonight or tomorrow, that I should be able to update you on that. Yeah. Because I believe that they have an executive meeting on, on Mondays or Tuesdays. And I know that they, the executive committee members of the Pac-12, um, right now I think it's three who meet on a regular basis multiple times a week by conference call um, to talk about this stuff. And I happen to know that, that President Kose is, the, is at the top of that executive committee. And I know she's 100% against streaming on a full-time basis. As is Ray Anderson and the folks in, at Arizona State. Yeah. So I just think it's a really challenging situation, and I don't know how you fix it. Jeremy Callahan says twist, T-W-S-S. Okay, let's look up T-W-S-S. Okay, T-W-S-S. Disclaimer, Monty is not hip to the, um, what do they call that, dictionary? Um, yeah, you know, the T-W-S-S, the urban dictionary, is that's what she said. Okay. I'm not hip to the urban dictionary, that's the, what she the, said. The corporate... Terminology is temporary wage subsidy scheme. I'm going to go ahead and say that's what she said is where he was aiming at there. <laughs> <laughs> that could be wrong. Eminem says uh, true, but they are NFL fans, not college fans. Okay. Uh, San Diego State uh, would not add any TV assets for the Pac-12. And we've talked about this, and I think you're mistaken. Here's what, here's what San Diego State offers the Pac-12. A, stop talking about, well, if they don't have any fan bases at Snapdragon Peapod Stadium, brah. Think about it this way. Southern California Toyota dealers. Do you guys know what that is? In, in Mar it's called the DMA, right? 
marketing area. Like it's the area of Southern California. Toyota, Chevy, Budweiser, whoever advertises in that market. So now instead of advertising on Pac-12 games, Southern California Toyota is going to go to the Big Ten because they have USC and UCLA. And the Pac-12 has nobody in Southern California. So why in the future would you advertise Southern California Toyota with the Pac-12? Well, you wouldn't, <coughs> right? You'd go to the Big Ten. But now let's say that your ABC7 station, right? Because right now the Pac-12 is on ESPN and ABC. Right. Well, right now ABC7 and San Diego ABC station, I don't know what that is. Um, but KBC in Los Angeles and San Diego ABC affiliate, they are right now getting that money. ABC 10 News San Diego. ABC 10, Wales Vagina. <laughs> uh, they're all getting that money from Southern California Toyota right now because they spend it locally. Here's a problem, though. That's going to dry up after this football season uh -huh. because then USC and UCLA, they're in the Big Ten. So now CBS and Fox are going to get Southern California Toyota money. So all of a sudden, your ABC affiliates are all pissed off, right? But your CBS affiliate, like CBS and Fox, just took a big jump forward. Yeah. So now if you're ABC and ESPN, what are you offering those affiliates? And here's where the problem for the Pac-12 comes in. If you don't do a deal with ABC and ESPN, Southern California Toyota is all of a sudden an SEC football advertiser. Um, because ABC and ESPN now have the rights to the SEC. You see what I'm saying? Like, the problem here is, oh, San Diego State's in the Pac-12. Okay, let's throw some money. And, hey, the Pac-12 ended up on... Who knows where? ABC and ESPN. Yeah. Well, now we can throw some money at, at ABC 7 in Los Angeles and ABC 10 News Yeah. in San Diego. You know. Because now we have San Diego State. So it's a matter of where are these major advertisers going to put their money? And this is the question that Amazon has to ask itself. If we do a deal with the Pac-12, is Budweiser, Chevy, Toyota... Are they going to spend their money with us because of San Diego State? My guess is they'll spend a little bit of money with you and a lot of bit of money with AB or with uh, NBC and CBS right. and Fox. Because don't forget that NBC and Paramount now have Pac-12 After Dark. You know. And they call it Big Ten After Dark because of USC and UCLA. Correct. That's how the money is spent. It's not a matter of, wow, how many people watch TV? And is Jimmy and Kathleen, are they going to have the TV on? And it doesn't work that way, dude. It's a matter of who's got the regionality, who owns the region. Right. The Big Ten owns Los Angeles, period. Done. Boom. Nothing else it's to talk over. about. And that will not change until that TV deal's over. Hear what I just said. The Big Ten owns Los Angeles, which means Fox, CBS, and NBC own Los Angeles. So you have all of this changing money. It's a big deal, dude. Yeah. It is a big deal. Eminem says, uh, how about San Diego State and Fresno State to the Pac-12? That would make sense. That still doesn't get you. I don't know. Like San Diego State, I think, is a huge prize. I just don't think that it saves 
the conference. Yeah, it's not that big fish from a school perspective. It just geographically speaking is a good fit. Fresno State is a problem because Fresno State brings you very little. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like... You're just checking a box with Fresno State. You're saying, hey, we need more membership. Let's add them. And by the way, Fresno State's a truck market. It's not a car market. Uh-huh. You have to keep that in mind because that's a huge thing in sports as well. So it's just all of this stuff. The only thing I will say is, is that this is all college football and basketball that we're talking about. And this is where ABC and ESPN kind of have a hammer as well. Stay hard. What do they have? Well, they have Monday Night Football. Uh, they have the NFL. They have the NBA on both ABC and ESPN. Uh, they have Major League Baseball. They have the NHL. Oh, so everything. They have everything now you but know. the Pac-12, including SEC football. Yeah. So it, it's just the Pac-12 doesn't – it's not like ESPN has a huge hole in their schedule, right? They don't. That's the, I think that's the hard part that people don't understand. These, these advertising markets, so many people get boned over, well, how many people watch these games? Like, okay, um, okay. <laughs> it's not necessarily how many people watch the games. Well, it's back of the envelope calculation. Because your, yeah. your, you know, Pacific Northwest Ford truck dealer, well, he's going to advertise wherever football is being played, right? Like that local money is going to go to whoever has Washington football. Whoever's got Portland Trailblazer basketball. Right. Whoever's got, you know what I mean? Like, Oregon football, like Eugene, is never going to have the biggest eyeballs in the world. They've got a huge alumni base. So who's ever got Oregon is going to get Oregon money. It's not necessarily how many people watch those games. It's a matter of, hey, I want to be associated with Pac-12 football, which a lot of people don't right now. So uh, anyway, Stoopsified says an infomercial is greater than Pac-12. No, it's not. Stop. Um, Ken says, Hey, Jake and Monty. Hey, Ken. Hey, Ken Williams. How are How the steers doing, today? Ken's a huge steer farmer. Yes, yes, yes. Can I come and pet your longhorn? I ask you every day. You never answer my question. No, no, no. Uh, that's my no, no zone. Um, Kurt Don't touch me there. That, sir, is my no, no square. <laughs> my no, no square. Kurt Myers. What's up, my guy? Where you been? Um, do you see new tech advancements changing sports viewing options, grant of rights in the next five years? I do not. I see grant of rights situations dying. I agree. I think that grant of rights is archaic. I agree. I think that, that college football needs to go to direct to consumer. I would agree. I think that you're going to see grant of rights are going to – the thing that I want to see is who's got the balls to say I'm not leaving the conference, but I'm also not signing a grant of rights. Who's it going to be? Because somebody's going to do it. Somebody's going to do it. And I would love to see Notre Dame set the trend because I think Notre Dame's actually got the cojones to do it. Right. I think they have the cojones to if do it. If you felt these balls. And I'm, well, but I'm curious. I'm curious who's got the cojones to do it. You know. You know, like that's the, that's the biggest question about who's got the cojones. And, and my guess is, and I could be wrong about this, but my guess is is that whoever, and again, I know this is, this is wild machinations here, but whoever drinks the most bucked up is going to have the most courage. <laughs> because you know that bucked up, the official energy drink of the Monty Show. The Monty Show. 
You guys, have you been to buckedup.com? You get 20% 20 off your purchase at buckedup.com when you use the promo code Monty. But I want you guys to get the free samples. Get the free samples right now in the description below. Bucked Up is going to give you any three samples you want. You can pick them from their website. You also get the shaker of your choice. They're going to mail it right to your front door. And I can't tell you how cool it has been to see people in our, our member group, people in our Twitter, like all of that, putting up pictures of bucked up energy and bucked up shaker cups. And I loved it the other day. Randy sent us a, a DM of a bucked up cup on the floor at the gym, which was super cool. Like again, our guy Darren in, in the members only chat on Instagram, Darren's yes. a member of the program, had his stack of bucked up product on his counter. Once you go to bucked up, you'll never leave. Yeah. Once you, because I'm telling you like the best, the best flavor of bucked up energy, Miami. Right here, friends. It's hard to get. It's always sold out. Go into any bucked up store and say, hey, Monty sent me. Hey, Monty. Tell them the Monty Show sent you in. They're going to give you a free can of bucked up energy. They'll sell you Miami by the case, which is how I buy it. Yeah. I was, I, I'm telling you, I was just at the Orem store the other day, bought a case of bucked up. Phenomenal. Um, you know, it, it's it just, the thing that I really like about bucked up is it does its job. Yeah. Like, I, I take the pre-workout. Dude, I'm ready to rock and roll in 15 minutes. What do you bet? And you may notice, because I'm a, a freaking statuesque and stuff. Lift. Hey, Arnold, screw you. Um, but the point is, I'm a, I'm a big guy, right? Like, I am a guy that it takes a little extra to get the motor running. But when I take bucked up pre, dude, forget it. I'm good to go in 15 minutes. I love the way it tastes. I love the, the BCAs, the peach ring BCAs. Boom. I love their energy drinks. Like we were talking about this before the show. When you drink a bucked up black, this is 300 milligrams of caffeine yeah. and it hits. You don't feel buzzed or shaky. You feel energized. You feel awake. You feel alert. That's the thing that I notice about bucked up is I always feel alert. Get to buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off your purchase. Get the free samples in the link below. Do it. Hook it up. It's awesome. Bo Stacker says, that's bucked up, bro. Yeah. Yeah, see what he, see what he did there? That's, that, that's bucked up. Yeah, it's bucked up. We it's, get it. It's, yeah, we, it's, it's, bu it's bucked up and it's bucked up, so it kind of all works together it's, and stuff. It's bucked up, bro. You know, anyway. Ken Williams says, uh, Monty, LOL. Yeah, I know. Today I look a little funny. We get it. Um, what happened? Thoughts and prayers, Luke. Who's Luke? What are you talking about? What did I miss? Uh, Ruff's official says Lillard scored 71 and didn't crap and didn't need a crap call and OT to do it. No, he okay. didn't. Yeah. No, I thought didn't. Dame scoring 71 the other night was amazing. Amazing. Jeremy Callahan. See, I love the way you guys are working and bucked up. Jeremy Callahan says Kleavcock totally bucked up. No, not like that. See what Fast. he, see what he, see what he did there. He bucked up and moved some letters up around. And <laughs> And stuff. Um, and again, to, I don't understand why you guys do it, but a lot of people are, um, a lot of people are like, "Oh, hey man, let me DM you during the show." Stop, guys, 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 guys. Stop. Comment I'm, section or nothing, bro. I'm, hey not, I'm not reading your DMs during the show, especially. I mean, she's attractive, and no, I'm kidding. Don't send me photos during the show. Uh oh, you know, like that could be. Speaking of thumbs, you know, let's talk about Pat McAfee. Right. In the comments below, are you guys fans of the Pat McAfee show? I, unlike some people, I am a daily listener of the Pat McAfee show. 
So today, I was not surprised. Right. Today, we find out that Pat McAfee is being sued by Brett Favre. Now, we knew this. Right. But Pat officially got served mm-hmm. on the Pat McAfee show. Right. Um, he told the story, and it's remarkably similar to what happened to me, thanks to Jake. I've officially been served by Brett Favre. <laughs> came back from Hawaii to Indiana on Saturday. Slept, woke up on Sunday. Lady at my front door. <laughs> opened the door. I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am a fan of the show. I just worked for a company that was hired. These are for you. My dogs, I told them, fucking sicker. Mm-hmm. She wants to bankrupt us. This is what she's <laughs> working for, the Brett Favre team. She was not serving me the papers. It's officially official. I have been sued by Brett Favre. Here we go. Oh, hey, congratulations. Dude, the only thing you should be serving on Sundays is the Lord. Okay? Amen. I love that he's like, let's go. Let's like go. he's clapping. Now, Brett Favre is suing Pat McAfee. Uh-huh. Because Pat McAfee talked about his little incident um, with the Mississippi State people. And Brett Favre says that he slandered him in doing so. Brett Favre and his thumb, I don't believe were slandered. But I just thought it was interesting because I sometimes in Arizona may have not always made the line to bear when going through a red light. What? So I get a red light ticket. Right. And they have to serve you within 90 days. They have to send it to you. And when they send it to you in the mail, it doesn't count. What they're hoping for is when they send you the red light ticket in the mail, you'll sign it, pay it, and mail it in. No. Did I do that? No. I never got that in the mail. (laughs) So on the 90th day, we're chilling in the crib, and a knock at the door happens. I'm like, hey, Jake, get the door. Okay. And who's outside the door? A process server. Hey, is uh, hey, hey, is Tim Mon- hey, Miner? Hey, is Monty there? Hey, is the Monty Show here? Jake's like, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. Hey, Monty Show, it's for you. Facial recognition. Never mind <laughs> that all Dimwit over here had to do is be like, who? The guy literally has a button-up jacket on, like those FBI jackets, and it says process server right across his chest. Now, and this he, is like five years ago. And dude. it's got like he's got the badge on. He looks like a freaking process he server. He looked like a cop to me, dude. Not no, a process. Oh, even oh, okay. Well, as long as it's a cop, let's go ahead and you know roll over on your boy. Snitch. Jackass. Anyways, the point. Yeah, exactly, you <laughs> jackass. <laughs> The point is, I'm no felon, right? Like, they're after me over a red light ticket. If he says, I don't know who that is, man. All right, take care. Close the door. Right. It's over. Hey, Monty. Hey, that red light ticket you've been dodging, they're at the front door. (laughs) So, of course, I wind up getting a $600 ticket. Yeah. Because you fucking donkey. Dimwit over here isn't like, oh, yeah. Oh, cops? No, never heard of them. You guys look a lot alike. Oh, that's interesting. All right, I got to go. See you, bud. <laughs> Close the door. 
I had never talked to a server before. But this I don't guy, know what they this look guy like. over here is like, hey, you know, we got some pizza, bro. You want to come in? Monty's right over there cutting up the pizza. <laughs> just look for fat ass in food. You'll find him. Just look for fat ass. You know, fat. But did he? Did, he's like, yeah. Hang on, let me get him. And the guy's like, hey, here you go, Tim. You've been but served. But he doesn't roll. Okay. But you're making it out like I tried to do you dirty. I didn't know this guy was a process server. Was it the process it server jacket? It didn't process it, server oh my on God. his jacket. Yes, it did. You know did. how I know it didn't say that? Because you never went up to the dude. He yeah, I did. He handed it to me. It was like, oh, no. No, no. Here we go. Don't try okay. to get out of this. Oh, contraire. Here you, we go. Time to turn the story so I look like an idiot. No. Infowars.com. You don't look like an idiot. You are an idiot. And we were saying that. Yeah, the point is, you you literally yelled for me. Because we had a townhouse in Mesa. It's not like it was palatial. We are like, hey, it's for you. And I go up there, and he literally has process server on the door. And he goes, all right. You, and the guy... He does the assumption thing that you can never get away from. You like, hey, here you go. Can you sign right here? And he hands it to me and hands me the clipboard. Mrs. Monty's here to back me up. Oh God. She's texting me. She she says that my story's right. No, it's not. Yeah. I remember it like it was yesterday. Better send those refunds. You open the door. <laughs> he asked for me. You said, hey, fat ass, it's for you. <laughs> I went to the front door and he had on like the FBI looking jacket and it said process server on it. Okay. Okay. Is what it is. Stay hard. Is, hey, look at my guy, fat Jesus. Where you been, bro? Are we doing, I, I'm coming to Phoenix. Are we, are we doing some big rig pasta? <laughs> Let's go. Uh, if you killed someone, would you call to help the, help you bury the body? Wait. If you killed someone, who would you call to help you bury the body? Not Jake. Me? You would not call Jake. Me. Get the hell out of here. I would because call my I, wife. Okay, okay, here's what you're not talking about, though. Mm -hmm. I never dealt with a process server. Didn't even know really soft. what a process server was. Okay, that might be you're true. You're soft. But I'm just saying, I didn't know when it said process server on his jacket that we had to go full Jason Bourne, code 10 aboard on it, and lock the door. I didn't okay, know wait, that. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Advice from Uncle Monty. Anytime a process server comes to the door, don't answer the door. Okay, now I know that. Now that you paid the $600 fine, I know that. Stop crying like a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. How am I crying? supposed to know? Immature child. Mrs. Monty said this is like 2015. How it was. It was many years yeah, ago. Yeah, this is like eight years ago, bro. I didn't know what a process server was. <laughs> Come on, bro. Sherry Callahan's like Jason Bourne, more like Lloyd Christmas. Exactly. You don't even know who Lloyd Christmas is. I don't Christmas. know who Lloyd Christmas is. You do, he, he doesn't know who Lloyd Christmas okay, is. Hey, in it's, this version of pulling out the Google machine. How do you not know this? How do you not oh, know yeah, this? I know that gift. I'm dumb okay, and dumber. Yeah, I know that. Okay, okay. I, I know that gift. I'm with oh you now. My God. I'm with you now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, I Am Anonymous says, please, please stop having a lover spat on YouTube. Well. Uh, Gary uh, Gary says, ring camera needs to sponsor Jake. Exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly right. Uh, how do you Mrs. not know Monty who Lloyd Christmas is? Mrs. Monty said she doesn't know who Lloyd Christmas is either. Oh, damn it. 
it's Dumb and Dumber. She would she would Please. know who Lloyd. She's seen Dumb and right. Dumber. Right. I know it if I see it. I don't know it by name like you do. You're like an encyclopedia of random songs. Like I don't know You're, these you, references. You are a communist. I it's want really you to despicable. know that. It is. No, despicable. I'm a nihilist. You're. Oh, that's right. You're a nihilist, Donnie. Thank you. Know your role and you know. shut your mouth. You know. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says, so you're saying there's a chance <laughs> that he's a process server. <laughs> exactly right. No, you don't open the door. You don't. You don't. In comes the process server. Hey, man, you want a cold beer? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come watch the game, bro? Hey, That's cute. I remember when yeah, I had my first beer. I'm here beer. to serve you a warrant. Yeah, why don't you have a beer with us first? And you guys ever want kick yeah. it, we'll flow. Before you slide it in, let's have a beer. Come on, bud. Excuse me. Before you slide it in? Stay hard. Bro, this is a family program. What? He was going to charge his phone. Damn. Anyway, um, wow. Johnson says, how do you know... How do you not know about Lloyd because Christmas? I'm like 12 years old, dude. What do you expect? Maury Albert says, Monty, you got served. Thanks to Jake. Oh. Yes, I did. Oh, oh. Hey, by the way, uh, speaking of football, 50-10 in the hour every hour, where are we on uh, Where are we on Pat McAfee? I'm a huge Pat McAfee right. fan. So I want to, okay, I, we got to have a take on this Brett Favre situation. So, yes, Pat McAfee, good show. I don't tune in every day, but it's a good show, admittedly. The Brett Favre thing is absolutely ridiculous to me. Brett Favre is taking the DJT route, the sue anybody for anything route, just to distract from your issue route. That's what he's doing here. He's saying, hey, Pat had a negative take on me, so I'm going to sue him for defamation so that nobody wants to talk about what's going on in, you know, Mississippi, that whole thing. Yeah, no, I don't want people talking about that. That's what it is. Mrs. Slurpee. Uh, I agree with this. Brett Favre's a Brett Favre, Carl Malone. Yeah. Bullet. The uh, bullet. Uh, I, I'm telling you, man, like Brett Favre, all you have to do is just not steal from people allegedly, and you're fine. All you have to do is not send women pictures of your thumb, and you're fine. That's all you have to do, man. All you have to do is not misappropriate money allegedly, and you're fine. Like, Carl Malone can't get out of his own way. It's guys like Carl Malone, guys like Brett Favre, OJ. All you had to do was not allegedly murder your family, and you're fine, allegedly. Right? Like, I know, look, OJ's innocent. He's out there looking for the real killer. I get it. He's scared. I He he can't go back to L.A. because yeah, the real scared. killer is there. Yeah. How's he supposed to look when the real killer may kill him? Like, I get it. All you have to do is not be a murdering dick and you're going to be fine. Stay hard. Right? Like, it's not that hard to do. But when you misappropriate money, allegedly, and, you and know, stuff. people who don't get the money get pissed and then audits and, you know, you just might not want to misappropriate money, allegedly, and stuff. Don't be a douche. Yeah. Douche. How bad of a person do you have to be to take money? Yeah, I mean, you have it to was be terrible. That was intended for needy people, allegedly, and take that money and allegedly use it for nefarious purposes in stuff. Yeah, you're a terrible human. I mean, that's that's what it is. There's no getting around it. How hard is it to screw up being a billionaire? You think right? it's a billionaire? Oh, Brett Favre could have been. Carl Malone should have been. 
Yeah. But like Carl Malone and LHM and the car dealerships allegedly with their relationship melting down. Yeah. Somebody told us a story six, eight months ago about Carl Malone and Larry H. Miller having a spat over a Toyota dealer that Larry didn't know Carl was trying to open behind his back. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? It's Larry Miller. He'll help you do any. He gave you your start in the car business, dude. And so let's go. Allegedly, you know, like I don't I don't understand guys. And I mean, Ray Carruth, um, your mom, OJ Simpson with his memorabilia. I understand you're pissed if people are making names off their stuff, but you really went into a hotel room with like your your dudes and you went to jail for all those years in Nevada. You know, what are you doing? Just giving your life away. Yeah. Giving your money away. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. I I don't, anyway, I I don't get it. I really don't. I, yeah. Uh, Fat Jesus says, everyone officially stopped answering the door in 2009. Yeah. I believe you told me to go answer the door, by the way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. I'm pretty sure you did. By the way, if I wasn't a lazy ass, I'd have looked through the peephole myself. But it's fine. Uh, let's see. Farb can't even afford a razor, allegedly. Hey, man. Yeah, allegedly. This Pat McAfee thing is going to be nasty because I don't see any way that Favre wins, in my opinion. I'm not an attorney. I'm not an expert. Yeah. But I, it would be, be tough, dude. Dude, it would be really tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough. And all he's going to do is have Pat waste money on an attorney. Yeah. I'm sure that's all he that's will do. That's what I'm saying. It's just a distraction. That's all it is. It's not even like... I don't even think he's suing him like like because he thinks he can win. I think he genuinely wants a distraction I agree. from his situation. I totally agree. I think that's it. And what does that say? Oh, that Brett Favre's not a nice person, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. He's not a nice person. It, it, like you're, Normal people don't do that. Yeah. Normal people don't kill their wives and love her, allegedly, on her patio and and then have the balls to come out and say you're scared to go back to LA because the real killer's out there. The real killer. Okay. Come on, man. Does anybody believe that OJ is truly innocent? Does anybody believe that? I don't think people believe that. I don't believe that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, football 50, 10 of the hour every. We still have not talked about Derek Carr being a first ballot Hall of Famer. Because he's not. That's That's the story that we've been trying to get to on football at 50. And stupid Pac-12 TV and idiot turning me over to a process server has distracted us from doing that. Oh, my God. Anyway, all right. Uh, Football 50 presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you get the meatball marinara, baby. No, you can cook them on the Traeger. You, I promise. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh, well, we do it with savory ground beef covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at papamurphys.com. Yep, make sure you use the promo code MONTY25. And I'm telling you, you guys, they have an unbelievable March pizza that you'll find out about tomorrow. Get the meatball marinara. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Uh, This show is presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Jake, if you had to go with one particular guy 
Who is the likely secondary Utah Jazz man that will be on this team in the future? Yeah, I mean, I think that the roster is full of these guys. I think that, you know, the roster, like, you know, you go on ESPN.com and look at the roster. I mean, let's just start naming names. Fontecchio, JTA, as they call him, you know, Chris Dunn, Agbaji. Like, there's all kinds of guys on this roster. I, I think... Agbaji is the go-to for me. I mean, he's a secondary player, a role player that is turning into quite the the three and D type guy. Um, but you know, this Spurs game the other night was was frustrating for me. You know, obviously they win it comfortably. You know, but but the, you're down twenty at the half or whatever it was. Like it's a bad look. And and I I'm watching this game, and and I'm like, dude, like where does this team go mentally? Where where why is it that? You're struggling to control the San Antonio Spurs. Why is it that you're struggling to play your game and to command this game? And that's really my thing today with the Utah Jazz. Like, I don't understand why it's so difficult. I look at this team, you know, you look at the minutes distribution once again, and I I know we talk about this a lot, but I really think it's an important point. Like, you have Akbaji and Chris Dunn coming off the bench for, you know, almost, what is that, 54 minutes combined. Like, that's a lot of minutes. And I, I'm cool with Agbaji, 2 of 5 from 3, you know, 4 of 8 from, from the floor, plus 20. Like, he had a nice night, 100%. Chris Dunn, decent night. Not great, but decent. And I and I look at this box for the starters. Talon Horton Tucker, I, you know, I supported him last week. Uh, I struggled with him a little bit in this game. I thought he had a nice game, but there were a lot of, a, a lot of silly plays, like a lot of... Hey, he should have finished this one at the rim, and that didn't happen, and that led to a bucket on the other end. Hey, you know, you didn't get initiated into your offensive set like you should have, and that turned into a bucket on the other end. And and I look at it, and, and I'm saying, you know, we go from 31 minutes for THT to 24 minutes, so I like the improvement, but I just, I want this team to really dial it in every night. Like, I want Laurie Markkinen to, to, to not have, you know, these sort of vanilla performances like yeah he had 27 but I felt like for large swaths of the game he just wasn't a huge factor he wasn't that go-to guy that guy that we saw you know against Memphis against you know some of the bigger games like I look at this roster and I say man there are a couple guys here that I'm really married to and the rest of these guys are expendable like I'm still obviously I'm still married to marketing I'm I'm you know I'm still married to Walker Kessler Ochai Agbaji, I'm absolutely married to. I need to see this guy in two, three years, you know, turn into what I think he can be, which is a 38 to 40% three-point shooter. I think he can turn into a really good defensive player who could play probably three positions. You know, the three is probably stretching his ability, but I think in certain matchups, he could play the three defensively. So that's why I say, like, this roster is shot full of guys who are secondary players. But for me, the real question is, what direction is this team going with Will Hardy? Because I don't love the fact that you were down 20 at the half against the worst team in the league. That's a bad look. Like, you should not be playing down to your competition. You should be up 20. You should be controlling this game. You should be firmly dominating this team. Yet, that wasn't the case. And, by the way, this was that same game where I had to listen on a crappy radio signal for the first call, and I could still tell, or for the first quarter, and I could still tell you were playing down your competition. So it just bothers me that we're we're sitting here having to talk about this team not dominating a team, and, and obviously you're going to get another shot, right? Like you're what? What I think tomorrow they're playing night, they're tomorrow, a ten point yeah. favorite again, like right? Like you, so and you again, you win the game handily. 
But it's not really about the fact that you won the game now. It's about the fact that you were down 20, you win the game by, uh, what, 16, because you have this outlandishly good second half. Like, I I just want them to be more consistent overall. By the way, the Maverick Center tonight, which is where we do this show from every day, uh, I just got uh, accosted by security on my way back from the bathroom. Why? Uh, Because there's a massive junior jazz event tonight. Okay. And the building is actually full. Okay, but why were you accosted by security? I have no idea. He's like, do you have a pass, sir? I'm like, no, man, I just, I'm doing my show downstairs. Got to go to the bathroom. Oh, what show is that? Hey, man, I, I, I got to go to the bathroom. Well, I'm going to need to figure out where you're coming from and where you're going to. Wow. It's like, okay. Again, just a little old money over here, you know, but the point is the building is full with kids and yeah. jazz stuff and the uh, Salt Lake Stars are here tonight. So it's going to be an uh, interesting night there, friends. Uh, anyway, my point is, I agree with you to an extent on the playing down to your competition thing. I am not fully on board with their ability to be motivated the entire season. I think that's asking an awful lot. And when I look at this jazz team, when we talk about guys that should be here into the future, you know, beyond the Lori and Walker Kessler, I think my biggest question mark is Colin Sexton. Is he a guy that you're absolutely married to? And the answer is, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if we're, you know, if we're, if we're brass tacking it, Colin Sexton's going to be out a significant amount of time and it does not look like he's going to be back in the next seven to 10 days. So it's going to be interesting to see what his health looks like. I, I just don't know if he's a long-term fit on this team. Where are you at on Colin Sexton, Jake? Yeah. I mean, I think he hasn't proven that he's a long-term fit. I think the injuries have really you know, been trouble for him. I think that it's it's interesting that he's, you know, healthy enough to do a skills challenge, but not healthy enough to play. And I know I know skills challenge is different than the whole game, but why are we running him through the skills challenge? Why? Why why are we asking him to do more than rehab? I don't know. It's weird to me. Like it's just odd. You couldn't find another guy to run the skills challenge. Like, come on, dude. And and I look at this and I just I want I don't know. I want him to be better. I want him to develop, but the injuries are really holding him back. You have to be consistently available or you're never going to turn into what you should turn into. This is why, you know, Lori being healthy for most of the year is a huge deal. This is why you're seeing him take strides. This is why Walker Kessler is taking big strides. You know, you're, you're seeing his game flourish in front of your eyes because he's been healthy. He's had his moments. He's gotten dunked on, but he's also, you know, improved and taken the steps forward and done some dunking on and done some blocking and done some nice things. So where am I at on Colin Sexton? I think the guy's got to stay healthy. When he's on the floor, I think he's a plus player. I do think there are times where I'd like him to rein it in a little bit, but overall I think he's I think he is good for this unit. That said, if some team came calling tomorrow, I would trade him. I'd be happy to. I'd be happy to look at his value and see what I could get back for that because I don't think he's the guy that's going to be a point guard on your team when you're trying to win a championship. That's that's the reality of the situation. You're going to need a better point guard if you want to win a championship. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's interesting, you know, watching Mike Conley. Mike's not nearly as effective in Minnesota as he as he was here. And it's really, it's crazy to think, you know, you look around the league at point guards, how many guys have gone through these, how many guys have gone through the Utah Jazz as a point guard? How many guys have been on the ball in Dallas? Think about the Clippers. Like, it's so funny to me the way the point guard position in this league has changed. 
to the point where now it's almost becoming a turnstile kind of situation in a lot of cities around the league. Like you look at James Harden. James Harden's one of the elite point guards in the NBA, yet he's gone from Houston to Brooklyn to Philly. Might be going back to Houston. We don't know. But I think the point guard spot in this league has become an enigma with certain examples like Steph Curry, who's been a multi-time champion and a, and a stalwart for the dubs. But, Jake, I think the point guard position in the NBA has become a real struggle. Yeah, I mean, you obviously have different types of guys. I think that, you know, you have guys like Steph who are Hall of Famers right out the gate. You have guys like Chris Paul who want to be Hall of Famers but aren't. You've got guys who who really outshine their position, you know. Um, and then you have guys who are somewhere in between. And I think the reality is the minimum to win a championship at your point guard position is someone who understands who he's playing with and what to do with the ball. Like, that's that's your job as a point guard. Like, we've this league has turned point guards into scorers. And that's great. I'm happy to have it. But uh, but like Reggie Jackson, I love Reggie Jackson because he knows when to give it up and he knows when to go and get his. And most guys just don't understand that. And that's the and challenge in it. And he's playing much better in Denver than he was in L.A. You know, like it's it's just interesting as far as the Jazz go. Like I, Colin Sexton's dispensable, you know, but I, I look at obviously Ochai's not dispensable. Chris Dunn has been very intriguing to me. I, I told you when they. They picked him up. I was super excited about Chris Dunn coming to this team. Now, long-term, he's going to have to show that he can play it in the NBA and emotionally handle the NBA. But how are you not excited about Chris Dunn right now? Yeah, I mean, I think he's, I think he's. you know, there's opportunity here, clearly. I think he had a nice night. I, like I said, I, I, I think that, you know, what, what does he have? I think he had 20 minutes or whatever he played. Like, he, he had a good game off off the bench. But, I, I yeah, 23 minutes, you know, 7 of 13 from the field one three-pointer, you know, like he was a plus player. Like, he had a nice night. I, and Absolutely. I think, that, I think that, you know, I look at these Talon Horton Tucker minutes, and I think those minutes go down, and those go to Chris Dunn if Chris continues to play well. And and the Jazz are sorely in need of a point guard to run the offense. Because, again, like I said, I think that the Jazz tend to get – tend to sort of wander. They tend to get into these, you know, situations where they're just – kind of playing monotonous basketball, which is how you find yourself down 15 or 20 to a team that shouldn't even be on the floor with you. Yeah, and I I wonder I wonder what Chris's long-term developmental arc looks like uh, because I could see him being a, a three-year guy. Like, he can absolutely be a bench player on this team. I have no doubt about that. Um, I think he showed flashes of that in Chicago. We never really got the full piece or the full all of Chris Dunn on that team. But I don't think there's any reason that he can't become a really effective contributor for this Jazz team. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know who else would be here. Like, Talon Horton Tucker is a guy that I feel like he's become a bit of a folk hero. And I want to understand why. Like, why are Jazz fans attached to, to Talon Horton Tucker? I don't see it. I don't understand it. Well, I think it's because he's physical. I, I think he's physical. Now, he's got his shortcomings. I'm not saying that the guy is some amazing player. I do like THT. But it's got to be in limited runs. You can't have, like, even 24 minutes the other night, I think he had, you know, yeah, 24 minutes. Like, you you, you look at the five turnovers. Like, like Talon Horton Tucker is somebody who is a role player off the bench. And, and to me, if he comes in and he gives you 20 minutes a night, I yes. wouldn't run him out there anymore, but 20 yes. minutes a night, I think he can be effective. He's physical in, in 20 minutes. That's not overexposure. Like, once you start getting past that number, I think you're asking him to do too much, and some guys are just like that. So 20 minutes off the bench, I like THT. I'm curious. I am curious. Can Talon Horton Tucker get with a guy like a Chris Brickley and become a legitimate shooting threat in this league 
where he can knock down 33 to 35% of his threes. And can he become a guy that can, can finish at the rim? Because he can't do either right now, and I think it's absolutely crippling him. And I think it's crippling his minutes on this team. He is, he is I, I, I can't believe he is even top half in the league at finishing at the rim. Uh-huh. He is, he's just not a good finisher. And the, his mechanics are broke on the three-point shot right now. Like, I, I, that to me is the biggest deal. He's not consistent, but he can make it in the corner. He can make it in certain situations, which is why I think Will Hardy runs him out there. Because, like, again, you just look at his stat line, like, two of three from three. Not a lot of attempts, but he made two out of three in the right situation, so make it. My question is, what happens when he shoots five threes in a game? Yeah, he shouldn't shoot five threes in a game because you know that percentage is going to go down. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. I don't want this guy taking five, six, seven threes, certainly. Like, I want him taking three or two and then going out of the game. Like, come in, make a shot, make two shots, get to the line maybe because you're a physical guy, yes. and then come out of the game and then do it again for me. Like, that's what I'm looking for. But the problem is... When Colin Sexton's hurt so damn much, you got to play THT more. That's why this Chris Dunn thing has, I'm optimistic about it. Again, I'm not going to get ahead of myself and say Chris Dunn is the savior off the bench. He needs to continue to prove oh, it. Oh, well, like, he's going to get a chance to get, he's going to get run. There, is, there's yeah. no doubt about that. He's shown you more than enough already to justify giving him more minutes as the days go on. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about that. What's up, Greg Hawkins? Good to see you, my friend. Jacob DeLambo says, I wanted THT to be good, but I ain't batting uh, for him to stay. Well, I don't I don't yeah. disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, Brett Burnett says, Conley hasn't really had a chance to play, but the Wolves making life miserable for their fans. There's a chance they're not a playoff team. <laughs> Honest to good, it's crazy to say it out loud, but Rudy's not playing for them. Carl Anthony Towns <laughs> is still not playing for them. I, I, how they went the other day I was watching the game. Maybe it was last night. I think they went five straight trips and Anthony Edwards didn't touch the ball. How? With Mike Conley on the floor. That's what I say with marketing. How does that happen? How do you like, how does that happen? Anthony Edwards, when, when cats out of the lineup and Delos in LA, he's your number one. Even when those guys were there, he probably was your number one. Yeah. You know, and, and yet he goes these long stretches without touching the ball. And that's got to change. And I don't know how you change that. I don't know how you go about that. But that's got to change. Thanks. So I, I don't know. I think there's some real shocking results coming in the West. Yeah. Because I'm seeing some awfully nice work last night out of, out of Russell Westbrook. I think going to Denver and winning is incredibly difficult. Because they just run your ass off the floor. That's all Denver did last night. They just got up and down, and, and the Clippers ran out of gas at altitude. Yeah. And I think that's why the Jazz are such a tough out at home because they're just going to run you up and down the floor, and they have the lungs for it, and you don't. But I think the Clippers are going to become a real problem, and I have real reservations about Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic playing together because mm. I don't know. My name is Luka. I watched every bounce of the basketball in that Laker game, and I have no idea how Dallas is going to go about winning games. They let you down. Because Kyrie at times looks hesitant, like, oh, God, I got to get the ball to Luka. Just like, oh, my God, I have to get the ball to Luka. But that turns it into, like, an awkward happening there all of a sudden. Yeah. And Luka just never passes the ball to anybody. Nah. And you're not now all of a sudden, like, Tim Hardaway Jr. is kind of falling out of the rotation there. Like, 
It's just weird all of a sudden in Dallas. And listen, America's favorite anti-Semite, in my opinion, is not going to be a guy that's going to be a difference maker for them. Yeah, please respect my privacy. And I'm telling question. you, I'm telling you, I, I'd have a real tough time seeing him resigning. Yeah, next question. I, I, I really would. Yeah. I don't I don't know. He's, yeah. I understand he's the best fourth quarter player and everybody wants to tell you that. What I'm telling you is that I don't care if he's a fourth quarter player. He's not the guy to play with with I Luka Doncic. I just don't think he's a championship player. That's the problem. Right now, at this yeah. point in his career... I'm not ready to say he's not a championship player. I mean, Kyrie Irving is a hell of a basketball player. There's no doubt about that. Okay, the so problem is, I just I don't think that he is easy to play with. And I think one of the things that you have to have is you have to have a guy that's an alpha male on that team. And Luka Doncic is not beloved as a leader. And I think that's why he needed the Lakers more than the Lakers needed Kyrie. Yeah, the reason I say he's not a championship player is because you played with one of the best players in the world in Kevin Durant and couldn't figure it out. You played with LeBron, you won a ring. That was very early in your career, and things have changed. And you've never shown this ability to win on your own. You've never shown this ability to yeah. win without a Kevin Durant or a LeBron. Like, there's, there's just not... I don't know, man. Steph is one with and without Kevin Durant. So is it Steph or is it Kyrie? That's oh, my problem. It, it is. It's Kyrie. That's what I'm saying. He, I mean, he torched. Oh, I, I don't disagree with you on that. He torched Boston. Absolutely torched Brooklyn. There's no doubt about it. He was a problem with the anti-Semitism community thing, the Ramadan, the missing games, the injuries, yeah. the attitude, the that's, suspensions. That's why I say he's not a championship player. Like, but yeah, when you're when LeBron is the alpha male on your team, you have no choice but to comply. You have no choice but to do what has to be done. Keep it real. When Luca's the alpha on your team, nobody does what has to be done. Yeah. Because Luca doesn't want guys to improve. He wants to score. He wants to he wants to be the hero. And that doesn't work with guys like Kyrie. Yeah. It it just doesn't. All of our Utah Jazz and NBA talk on the Monty show is presented by our friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. I'm telling you, man, just got a new Jeep Grand Cherokee. Thrilled to have it. Cannot wait to take it through Quick Quack Car Wash. The storm that's coming in. Again, it's already been snowing. It is going to snow more the minute it stops snowing. I'm going to Quick Quack Car Wash. I'm getting my membership transferred from Klaus. The other thing we got to do is we got to name the car. I'm pretty sure it's Atwater, but I... <sighs> Hank or Voigt is tough on the Hemi because my Grand Cherokee's got a V8 Hemi in it. I'm not sure. Could be Atwater. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, Hank, I think it's Hank. But we're going to take Hank to Quick Quack and run it through the tunnel. Cannot wait. I'll be in and out of there in five minutes. The people are friendly. The vacuums are free. The towels are free. Bring your kids because they've got great lights and soap and colors. And kids love going through the car wash at Quick Quack Car Wash. Yes. I'm telling you, it's everything that's good. And by the way, we want to because you guys obviously take care of the show. Um, scan this QR code and get yourself 50% off any wash at Quick Quack Car Wash, 50% off any wash at Quick Quack Car Wash. All you got to do is scan this QR code, telling you, man, hook it up. They'll give you 50% off if you scan this QR code. Any wash you want, 50% off at Quick Quack that? Car Wash. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Um, again, I will just say Quick Quack Car Wash, the best car wash in the business, the best car wash that I've been to. I'm a member there. I do not get my car wash for free at Quick Quack. I subscribe, and it's worth every single penny. All of our Utah Jazz talk, all of our NBA talk on the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you tell them you heard about it.
on the Monty Show. Okay, so again, I ask you, we're watching in the background Philly and Miami go head-to-head. Yeah. Are you ready to stop slandering the Philadelphia 76ers? Did they Are you ready? Boston? They didn't. They got beat at the buzzer by Jason Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the better team that night? Uh, uh, well, Boston was. No, they were not. They were not. What do you mean? I'm telling you, the Sixers are the better team. The Sixers in a seven-game series, I think, beat Boston. Yeah. Because the Sixers can compete defensively. That's what teams in the East cannot do with Boston. They cannot compete defensively. But what you're seeing now is a revitalized P.J. Tucker. You are seeing a bench. And I think when, when you look at guys like DeAnthony Melton, when you look at guys like James Harden playing pretty good defense, the other night uh-huh. against yeah, Jalen Brown, that. Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you now, you're looking at an MVP candidate in Joel Embiid. I think the Sixers are on par with Boston now, and I haven't been able to say that this oh, year. I, I agree. They're on par. I think that it's, you know, you can't. The problem is, is that Boston has been to the NBA Finals. Boston's been deep, and I think that that's where I still give them a slight edge. But I'm, I'm definitely not sitting here saying that Philly isn't like, you know, level with them or something or right with them like i think that it's 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 really a matter of of controlling joel Embiid. like for boston I, that's where you have to figure out just how much you're going to allow joel Embiid to do and and yeah it's great to see james harden diving on the floor it's great to see you know them playing all out like it is and i think you know jason tatum got the last chance and that's oftentimes what great nba comes down to for being on it's like it's like college football games or nfl games who gets the last possession? Because whoever gets the last possession, you know that ball's got a great shot of going in, and it did. And it's unfortunate that Joel's shot didn't count there at the end, but but I'm just telling you, man, like the Sixers are a good team in the East. I just I need to see them prove that they can win a seven-game series. Well, breaking news uh, out of the NBA from uh, Shams Tarania says, uh, the Lakers fear LeBron James is likely to miss an extended period of time with his right foot injury uh, that he suffered Sunday against Dallas. He played through it, uh, but the belief is he will be sidelined an indefinite amount of time. I, 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 is it a curse? Like, I, I don't know what you say about, about the Lakers and all these injuries. Like, how, is this, how is this not a curse? Because you've had, I mean, everybody's been hurt there this year, and now LeBron's yeah. hurt again. Yeah, I, I don't, we'll see. I mean, I think LeBron has clearly sent the message that he, like, these are, this is the most important stretch of games in his career. And, and to me, I look at this and, and I say, hey, like, you know, you got to figure it out, whether it's, whether it is, you know, playing through injury, whether it is missing a week and then playing through injury then, like, it's pretty obvious now that he's going to have to play through injury. So, yeah. you know, I, I just don't, like, there's limits to that, you know? Like, you have to figure out, how, like, how much can he actually do on the injury? That's the question. Teddy Wayman, the tile king of Utah, who, by the way, is now scheduled to come and do my shower. Teddy. <laughs> I'm not going to make a showering with Teddy Wayman. <laughs> you and your mom are hillbillies. <clears throat> Teddy Wayman says 76ers will falter once again in the playoffs. Boston is far superior. So are the Bucs. They really, uh, that really sucks for LeBron. See, I don't think the Bucs are superior. I think, I think the Bucs with Chris Middleton coming off the bench, that was a very smart move. But the Bucs are missing now. Mm-hmm. Like Jay Crowder, I think, is knocking down threes. But 
the Bucks again, I think their best attribute is they can defend. Like that Phoenix game the other night, Devin Booker turning the ball over again at the buzzer is yeah, incredibly disappointing. Yeah. But I don't think the Bucks are I don't think the Bucks are superior. I think the Bucks are showing wear and tear. Um I I don't know, man. It it is I don't know, boy, Shams is saying that LeBron, it, it is being called miraculous that he was able to play through this injury, expected to require multiple opinions. The Lakers are bracing for an absent, his absence to be multiple weeks. What, did he break a bone? I, I don't is know, that man. What? I don't know. I mean, it's something. You hope it's a broken bone. Yeah, I mean. It, what you hope it's not is, is what you hope it, it's not is like, tearing of the muscle in the bottom of the foot yeah or you know like it, it's just it it's note it's not being called lebron doesn't have an ankle injury think that's he has one? a foot injury yeah and if it's plantar fasciitis if it i don't know what it is i don't know what that looks like but i'm telling you right now if he's out multiple weeks they're in real danger of missing the playoffs agreed because there's a lot of him the only reason the only reason that they are in the position that they're in is because of LeBron James. Yeah. It's the only reason they're as competitive as they are. It's the only reason they're winning games that he is having a historically good year. Yeah. And that's all out the window now. Yeah. With this news, he's going to miss weeks. But Yeah, and I think he's the one that carried them through the Anthony Davis injuries. He's the one that that is, you know, got them through the Russell Westbrook debacle even though it was his idea to start that whole situation. Like yeah, you know, he's uh, it, like it's just a shame. Yeah, we'll see what that comes down to. I mean, that's all you can do at this point. Yeah, Teddy makes a good point. Teddy, a member of the program as well, uh, says when he hurt his ankle, you could see him say, "I heard it pop. It's not good." Yeah, it's yeah. a it, and it is clearly a foot thing. So what does that mean when you say you heard your foot pop? Yeah, and I don't he know, was man. grabbing the middle of his right foot. Like it, Father Time is undefeated, man. It is, dude. It is. It is really difficult. Um, Devin Pohl says he has carried the Lakers franchise since he got there. Totally agree. Uh, T. Lawrence Gragston, without LeBron, the Lakers are done. I think they're a play-in team without him. I think they're a top-six team with him. I mean, I, I think it's that simple. If And you, you look at – and I don't remember. I was looking at their schedule off the, top of my, uh, off the top of my head. I don't remember it. But I was looking at their schedule – and you look at where the Lakers are in the standings. Yeah. Right now in the West, the Lakers are in 12th. They are one game behind the Pelicans in 10th. By the way, am I the only one who thinks it's a miracle that the Jazz are in 8th at 500? Well, in the West, is super tight. I mean, Dude. Seriously. Yeah, they have Memphis tomorrow. Their schedule. OKC, their schedule's like, tough, dude. Yeah. And it is these two games on the road at Memphis, at, at OKC. But then they come home from Minnesota, Golden State, Memphis, Toronto, and New York. They have to win every one of those games. You have to. Yeah. You, can, you cannot afford to drop any all those Western Conference games. Like the Golden State game is critical. Think about where Golden State is in the standings. That Minnesota game is critical in the standings. Yeah. And you look at a team like OKC, critical. They're fighting for their playoff lives, man. Yep. And it, it, like these games... These are, I'm not going to say they're elimination games, but that game on March 14th at New Orleans. Well, that's essentially critical. what they are. I mean, when the, I mean, the, the, the West is so tight that 
you know, when you're it's a two game swing. Yeah. I mean, when you're when you're losing some of these games, like it's it's just terrible for your chances. I mean, you look like you said, they're in 12th, you know, 13 and a half back. But you're only 10th or you're only three games out of the fifth spot. That's it. Like, it's not like it's a huge number. So, you know, I dude, I'm telling you, this is a big freaking deal. They sit with LeBron like, do you, are you, I don't know. It, uh, we don't really root, but I, I think you want the Lakers in the playoffs. I do. Well, it's better for the league for sure. I don't know. I know that there is a certain ferocity here in the great state of Utah against the Lakers, but I think it's better playoff <laughs> TV. You know, like I think yeah, it you, is. You need matchups. You, you need matchups. You need like, you need like, you know, if the Lakers get into the play in, you know, you need you know, Lakers, Warriors, right? Like the 7-10 matchup, you know? Like right now it's Jazz T-Wolves at the 8-9. Like, you know, you need you want good matchups. But the reality of the situation is LeBron James being out, you know, an indefinite amount of time, according to Shams, is tough. Like that's a really, really tough break. And, you know, again, you look around the West, like I, I was watching Bones Highland last night playing against the Nuggets. Like that is, that kid is motivated. You know, you look at, you know the 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 Memphis situation. Like I, I think it's really interesting that that you you you're in a position where you know John Morant like still has a lot of proving to do. I love me some Jaron Jackson Jr., but the fact is, is that club. I'm tired of hearing about how that club is young. That club's been together three four seasons now. Like they're not young. They are they are not getting the job done. That's the thing. So when I look but at that, there uh, Memphis is just that team that I think everybody is rooting against Memphis. Like, I, I just – Memphis is a really unlikable team right now. Like, what if, if you look at the Memphis Grizzlies and you look at the way that they play basketball, what is likable about the Memphis Grizzlies? It's not their style. It, it's not their arrogance. It's not this punk basketball that they're playing. It's John Moran. <coughs> That's what's likable about Memphis because yeah. guys like Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain has become – in my opinion, a very unlikable player with the way he treats people. Like, Completely agree. There's just not a lot to love about the Memphis Grizzlies right now. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, you know, it's it's like the 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 Dylan Brooks jumping on Mike Conley, the, you know, last week, I think it was. Or like, you have all these situations where it's just, you know, it's just a situation where this is an unlikable team. But that's yeah. it. I still love me some John Morant. I still like when they battle it out with the Clippers or with any totally. of these really good teams. In the West, like, they're a fun team to watch, but they are unlikable. They're that team right now. They're playing the villain card. So, I don't know, man. I'm just telling you guys, when LeBron is out indefinitely and the Lakers are not at full strength, that's a problem for the NBA, and it makes the playoff matchups not as good because I think we could all agree totally. that they were rolling. They were in a really good spot. So, the idea... like It was it, must-watch TV. Yeah. I mean, if it comes out tomorrow that LeBron is out six weeks, like, that's a huge deal. It's that's, over. That's the, I mean, you're done. It's over. If LeBron's out six weeks, it's over. Make sure you give us a, a thumbs up. Hit the like button, please, uh, on the program. It really helps us grow. Uh, by the way, I, a big shout-out to everybody while we're talking NBA. I mean, the number of subscribers that we've picked up on this channel in the last three weeks, um, we're at 12,580 subscribers right now. Like, oh. it is. It, we have picked up, in the last month, we have picked up over 2,500 subscribers you guys are freaking unbelievable. Um, don't forget that the official energy drink of the Monty Show is Bucked Up Energy. Absolutely. Make sure you get to buckedup.com. 
um, and use the promo code Monty to get 20% off your purchase. But really, what I'm telling you is it's awesome. I love Bucked Up Energy. You know, every day on the show, I drink a Bucked Up Miami. Yes. Living proof right here in my hand. I drink Bucked Up Miami every single day on the show. I love it. And I want to give you free samples of it. They give us a free link to give you guys free samples. It's in the description below. Click that link. Uh, get the free samples. And you can get any sample you want. If you want their pre-workout, if you want their BCAs, you name it, you can get it. I love their organic greens. Mrs. Monty got them for our shakes. We've been doing shakes in the morning. Um, she got them for our shakes. I, I love them. Yeah. They taste good. They're good for you. That's what you get from Bucked Up, by the way. When you get their free samples, you have a certain confidence because of how good they taste and how they act. And you just know you hear Bucked Up and you think quality. Quality ingredients, quality people, a great Utah company. BuckedUp.com. Use the promo code MONTY to get 20% off your purchase. Or just go below. Click the, the link in the description to get free samples and a free shaker cup as well. And their shaker cups are amazing. All right, let's get some of your comments in here. Uh, McKinley Cutler says, if they knock the Wolves out and we get a better draft pick, I am praying for them to make it. Well, hey, man, how do you, what do you say about the Wolves, right? Like, I, I don't know how you That's explain what you say. it. It's embarrassing. It's unacceptable. I think it's, you know, and again, I'm a noted Rudy hater, but I think it's a bad look on Rudy that you've been injured. You haven't provided. You're getting paid a massive contract. Like, you know, Mike Conley, I think people in Minnesota thought Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert would have a connection, but Rudy's hurt and Mike hasn't played a lot. So, you know, they, they just haven't realized that. And I think that, you know, Minnesota, I, I don't know what you do. Like this whole two towers, two big men concept just yeah, doesn't work, work in today's league, man. Yeah, and I look at some of their some of their games. Dude, first of all, if you look at where they are, they're tied for the 10th spot. And they're 31 and 32. They're a game under 500. They have lost three in a row. Their loss to Golden <coughs> State. <coughs> I, I, it's, it's inexplicably bad. When you get Nas Reed as your leading scorer, and all due respect to Nas Reed, the guy, he's had to score 30 points. He's a minus six. Yeah. How does Anthony Edwards go five of 19 for 12 <coughs> points? That brick I, wall is tall. I, I, minus 14 from Austin Rivers? Like, that's incredible to me. And you're getting nothing from Nikhil Alexander-Walker. You're starting Mike Conley, who plays 34 minutes, 9.7 dimes, 3 of 5 from 3. So he's putting out for you because you don't need him to score. You need him to dish, and Conley's doing that. But you're just getting nothing because Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert are gone. Yeah. It, it's, it's remarkable to me. And that, by the way, did anybody notice what the starting five for Golden State did? Jonathan Kaminga played 27 minutes. 13 points, 5 rebounds. Solid. Kavon Looney, 12 points, 17 rebounds, 7 offensive rebounds. Super solid. Clay Thompson, 32 points, 6 of 14 from 3. 21 from uh, DiVincenzo. And Jordan Poole had 15. Yeah, DiVincenzo was the one that really led that comeback over this I, team. I'm telling you, man. I, I, the more and more I, I watch Golden State play, I might agree with you more that they are, they're dangerous. Yeah. They're absolutely dangerous, dude. Like I it's something that I would I just think Golden State right now is a team that you can't you can't give them life because if you give them life, 
they will come back and take the game. Well, I, come back. They're, they're a game over 500. they They're in the seventh spot. Yeah. They are a half game out of a full share playoff spot. Stay hard. How? With all the time that because Steph has West missed. is close, bro. It's incredible. It is absolutely incredible. And so I'm you, telling you, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Dallas is 500 in their last 10. You look at the Clippers. Memphis playing terrible. I'll tell you right now, one of the best teams in the West, I don't want to see Sacramento in the playoffs. I don't. They're still third in the West. You can call them a fluke all day. What they're getting out. Did you see the windmill dunk out of De'Aaron Fox the other night? <laughs> yeah. Forget it, dude. And, oh, by the way, don't look now. Monty the prognosticator. Right. Knicks are 8-2 in their last 10 and playing pretty good basketball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not buying it. Show me. Show me in the postseason. So you're not buying the Sixers. No, I'm not. You're I'm not. not buying the Knicks. I'm not. Who nope. are you buying in the East? Boston. Not many. It's all Boston, bitch. Yeah. It's Boston and everybody I else. I want my clam chowder. Boston and everybody else. Yeah, it is. I just, I, like, I don't understand. What do the Knicks have to do? Win. Yeah, you got you to show me that you can actually win a playoff series. That's but what you have to show me. Right now, they're playing some of the best what basketball you, okay. in the East. Yeah, they're, they're playing good basketball. Yeah, they are. What do you? I'm not going to sit here and praise them to the moon. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you how it is. Like, yeah. If they wound up playing Boston right now, their season's be, over. No. Well, yeah, they're not going to beat Boston in a series. Yeah. But if they wind up playing Philadelphia, if they wind up playing Cleveland, yeah, I think Cleveland Knicks would be a damn good series. Yeah, I think they would lose to Philly. I think they'd lose to Boston. I think they'd lose to Milwaukee. The 3-6 would be Philly and New York. That would be a hell of a series. That would be a hell of a series. Yeah. That would be a track meet, and I'm telling you right now, I know nobody wants to hear from good old fat ass that the Knicks are good, but I'm fat. telling you the Knicks are capable of winning a playoff series. I wish they'd have done more at the deadline. I yeah. wish. For, like, how long now? Well, but they had a chance to get Tim Hardaway Jr. back. I think they should have done that. Yeah. They should have done that. And – to his credit, Leon Rose has said, hey, they're playing really good basketball right now, and you're still getting a very high performance um, out of Julius Randle, 28, seven points, five dimes uh -huh. against New Orleans the other night. Yeah. I, that team is going to be a real problem, and Mitchell Robinson's back. First game out, 11 and 13. Mm -hmm. They're going to be a problem because he's not a guy that needs the ball in volume. He just needs the ball a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And if you just let him rebound and kick, dude, I know. It's the Knicks, and I don't know what I'm talking about, and Golden State's the best team that anybody's ever seen play basketball. I'm not saying that. I get it. You're checking the PSI yeah, on Kevin. Nice you're checking the PSI on Kevin Durant's, you know, jockstrap. I get it. Yeah. I understand it. That's your boy. Yep. Uh, Mike P says, a human foot is the greatest feat of natural engineering ever. It's flexible yet sturdy enough to carry hundreds of pounds. Trust me, I'm living proof on the hundreds of pounds. Brent Burnett, I'm still suffering uh, from my foot injury, and it's been years. I didn't hear, uh, but felt it pop. Couldn't use it at all. My jumping foot, too. Yeah, it's brutal. It is brutal. It's absolutely brutal. Uh, Giggity says, don't forget KD and the Suns. I'm not. Dude, Giggity, that Devin Booker turnover the other night, was. I, I yelled at my TV. Like, it was so frustrating. Again, Holiday got him. Yep. Again. Yep. Again. Yep. Uh, you want to talk about somebody who needs to win? 
Devin Booker needs to win. That's what fucking dude, ticks me to fuck off. That what Book, I love you, dude. I'd hit that. Let's do it. But you got to win games. Yeah. Okay, too much. Uh, McKinley Cutler says, you're right. My bad, uh, Alvarez. Forgot the Wolves are in the East. Yeah, they are, oh, dude. <laughs> Bro, Spida versus the Knicks in the first round would be fire. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Tile King. We that would be amazing. We deserve that matchup, bro. That, <laughs> can you imagine that, you guys? Cleveland, the Knicks. Spida yeah. versus the Knicks. Closing it out at the Garden. Garden. I think the Knicks could beat the Cavs. Honestly. I think the, I think the Cavs are soft defensively. And I think a guy like Julius Robinson or uh, Randall, and I think with Robinson back, and yeah. the, the biggest question yeah. is going to be, because I don't worry about Jalen Brunson in the playoffs. I don't. I do not. Yeah. What are you looking at? Somebody's trying to steal a shirt from, from off this display out here. Oh. People are entering the Maverick Center. So there's a, there's a, there's a ton of people at the Maverick Center tonight. And it's the Salt Lake Stars game. But there's a junior jazz event. And there's a display of t-shirts that's unguarded right now. And it's just high enough that people can't get their hands on it. Get your lazy ass in the gym. And this lady was trying and trying and trying. I thought it was amazing. (laughs) I was almost rooting for her. Uh, Mike P says, this is the worst time of, uh, of the sports year. Is it really? Why do you say that? I love this time of year. Well, because football, football's out of season. Uh, I'm the same way. Uh, I'm a Jazz fan. Couldn't care less about other teams. Really? I'm an NBA fan, for sure. Brady Cook, 2001-02, 42 players play all 82 games. This year, there have only been five players. Don't even get me started on yeah, load please. management, dude. Please don't manage my load. Yeah. Uh, Arlington Derek Fair <laughs> says... <laughs> Arlington Bears says, fellas, afternoons are hard for me to tune in. What did I miss? Is the Pac-10 still around? No, it's been gone for months. The Pac-10. It's a Big 12! <laughs> yes, Chris Karn, the Big 12 is still around. The Bears are still building a stadium on a manure pile. <laughs> you know, that's a huge discussion. Should the Bears trade the number one pick? And today's probably not the day to have it. But I'm telling okay. you right now. Let's stop repackaging this question as should they trade the pick and start packaging as, it as Bryce Young versus Justin Fields. Can we just, if we're going to do it, like ask I think the right they question. Would, I think they would take C.J. Stroud. It's embarrassing, dude. And uh, you know what? I'm actually okay with that because I do think that C.J. Stroud is the, he's the best thrower of the football in the draft. But... I just think he is so reluctant to run other than what we saw in the bowl game, right? Yeah. I think he's so reluctant to run. That worries me a little bit, but I don't want a guy that runs as much as Justin Fields. Bryce Young is the smartest quarterback in this draft, and I, and yes. I, I think that he is someone who everyone's like, oh, he's slight, he's never going to make it, but I think he has mad football IQ, like really smart, and, and I think that could be his X factor. What happens between the ears typically separates the good quarterbacks from the elite quarterbacks. And that's why I wouldn't trade out. I think the Bears have never had a franchise quarterback and you need to go and find one. And you've got one sitting here, you know, waiting for you. And now you're talking about trading out or CJ Stroud or like, dude, don't mess this up. Don't bear it, please. Don't bear it. Please. Please. Don't bear it. I would trade the pick. 
I think I would probably keep Justin Fields because I don't think the quarterback's the problem. <laughs> I think the offense, I think the defensive line is horrendous, which again, Jalen Carter's my dude. Please. I, I think I would, I would trade it and try to get another top five pick and have two picks in the top 15, and I think you're golden. Yeah. But I don't know that the Bears will do that. The other problem, though, like, and this is obviously not unique to the Bears, but the Bears have this problem. When are you going to start developing guys, man? Like, well, like, you know what I mean? Like, at some point, you got to get into that developmental side. I think that's a real question. I, uh, that is, for my money. Because, like, even if they draft Bryce, who cares if you're not going to develop the guy? Well, you know what I mean? I mean, if he's just going to be the same guy he was in college, you know, like. Uh, but Justin Fields, I think. I don't know what you say about this coaching staff. You have a defensive guy as your head coach. The Arizona Cardinals, like, you have an offensive weapon at quarterback who has no tutelage and no guidance. But he is lifting a lot, which is, you know, his recovery is coming along. I'm not playing the video. Why? I'm not playing the video. Why? Can you do something for me? Why, dude? Come on, man. Little Kyler? Verticality? The little guy? Dude. Come on, man. Okay. We got our hands on exclusive take of, of tape of Kyler Murray. Look at that. And here he is doing squats. What do you bet? Look at my guy, Kyler. Look at the face. Look no, at how no. vicious he is. Uh, Kyler looks a little taller to me. Do you even lift? Dude, the form Look is, at him. The form is beautiful. Uh, again, the guy, in Look the, at back, his face. the guy behind him is jacked. Look at the guy's arms behind Bro. him. Oh that guy could bench press a house. But, hey, good for Kyler Murray getting yeah. in the gym, man. Yeah. Good for Kyler. Let's go. That's not actually Kyler. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, Anthony Richardson, which round? Well, Stop. Here, but, but Stop. Greg, I think this is a really interesting point. Anthony Richardson is, is going to be somebody's project because there's too much buzz and too many people that are Stay hard. all, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> They got blood flowing to the yeah, regular, you know, the you lower know. extremities. <laughs> Anthony Richardson is a guy who can make every throw when he's wearing a T-shirt and shorts. He's not a guy who's exceptionally accurate. He's not a guy that is a gifted thrower of the football in a game. He's a project. So you're saying he's Tyler Huntley? No, I'm saying that he is... The fat ass that the Raiders drafted all those years ago. <laughs> Jamarcus Russell. He's Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, Talented but as was the a fat ass, dude. No, he wasn't. Not when he first got there. He turned into that. That's but an he, issue. he was a fabulously overrated college football player. And you know the problem with Richardson? He's fabulously average. Yeah. But he can throw the ball, you know, to the moon. I guess. He looks good. Like he's that guy where you go to the combine and you're like, my God, look at those pecs. Do you think he'll let me touch his pecs? Dude, look at the structure of his core. Oh my God. Look at this. Dude, look at the size of his fingers. My God. Oh my God, just like that. Oh. What do balls look like in his hand? Like that's who Anthony Richardson's going to be. And somebody's going to be like, man. I, do you guys remember when we touched his pecs in, at the Combine? We had no choice but to draft him. But, sir... Hey, um, that's um, enough. Stop, please. Yeah, Bryce Young was on the board still. So, the pecs. Just focus please. on his pecs. That's what's going to happen to Anthony Richardson. He, 
dude. Homie's going to be in a t-shirt and shorts, and he'll probably have the, the bait and tackle swinging back and forth in the 40, and some dude is just going to be like, that's my dude. I'm telling you. You're it, so fucked. It, it happens every single year. I'm sorry. Okay. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. I thought you just said his bait and tackle are going to be swinging back and forth in the 40. Tell me I'm wrong. Dude. Tell me he's not the dude who's like, hey, bro, look at me. I'm, I'm 4% body fat. Bro. Pay, pay me $50 million a year. And I want it. Impossible. And by the way, I want it all guaranteed, too. I want and, it. And if you guarantee my contract, you can touch my pecs every day, once a day, 360 days a year. Don't lie to me. Every day, I'll put a stipulation in my contract that I will wear running shorts around the locker room. Are people myring? That's what's going to happen with this dude. dude. I'm not. I am not particularly enamored with Richardson. Somebody will make a mistake on him. Yeah, you're not wrong. Somebody will do it. Yeah. And Greg Hawkins, damn you for derailing the show with with Anthony Richardson. Uh, Devin Pohl says the Bears hire a defensive head coach every time they have the opening, and then wonder why their offense is terrible. <laughs> you're not wrong. That guy's definitely a dude. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, Mac Jones had a defensive coordinator trying to be an offensive coordinator. It screwed him this season. Dude. Yeah. But that's a perfect example. The perfect example is Mac Jones with his offensive coordinators were defensive coordinators. Yes. They're not even offensive guys. Who yes. the f is that guy? You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? Not what we should be. What are we doing? San Diego State. Glenn, what's up, my dude? How about a top seven pick? Trade it to, the Ve to Vegas. Okay, let's talk about Vegas. Your guy, Derek Carr, who you miss so much. Well, that's a lie. Glenn hated Derek because Carr. Because it's garbage. You know. Um, the New York Jets, and I know everybody knows this story. We just haven't talked about it. The J-E-T-S, we're not good at footballing. Jets, Jets, Jets. Guys, guys, guys. They told Derek Carr if he comes to the Jets and wins, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Stay hard. <laughs> first of all, I'm sorry. I thought you said come to the Jets and win. Stay hard. Because that's the problem. The Jets don't win ever. Oh. They never win. They never win. <laughs> so the idea that you would go to the Jets and win, probably not. Here's the other question. If Derek Carr goes to the Jets, wins one Super Bowl in his career, Hall of Famer or not? Obviously not. I'm going to say he's not. Yeah, that's pretty borderline, dude. I'm going to say he's not. He's got a ring because, at that point. Well, but you know what else I'm going to say? You know what else I'm going to say? That's exactly what Joe Namath did, and he ain't no Joe Namath, and no Joe Namath is getting in the Hall of Fame today. If you just have one ring... You're not probably getting in the Hall of Fame first ballot. That? Tom Brady should already be in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> right? First ballot is reserved for like the elite, the creme de la creme, brah. So Jay Cutler. Exactly right. And wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, on, Derek Carr is not getting in the Hall of Fame, let alone first ballot. Because he's not why the Jets won't win, right? He he he'll go there. He'll be because Derek Carr is is a good, not great quarterback. He's not the reason you're going to lose, but he's probably not the reason you're going to win unless you know. he has an incredible offensive line. Because when Derek Carr's locked, he's elite. 
But, but he's locked so rarely. NFL, dude. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, dude. it's not. Come on. When you look around the league, look at the teams that have quarterback problems. Look at the teams that have quarterback problems routinely. When Jared Goff is locked, is he elite? No, Where he's not. Where is A-Ron right now? No, he's not. And when Aaron Rodgers is locked, he is absolutely elite. I yeah, would agree I mean, with I mean, that. Nice. When Kirk Cousins is locked, is he elite? No, he's not. When Derek Carr is at his very best, he's one of the best quarterbacks in all of football. Right. The problem is, I, we need to figure this out. Was it the Raiders that prevented him from being at that level on a regular basis, or is it Derek Carr? Because my guess is it's the Raiders. And if he goes to Tampa, we're going to see a hell of a lot more of Derek Carr on lock than we are what we saw in, in Las Vegas. Some shit happened. Well, just my guess. Yeah. yeah. Just my guess. Yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah, you're but, probably right. But hey, you know what? I don't know. Um, Arlington Bear says, what ballot does sexy Rexy Grossman get in it on? Dude, I, you know. The never ballot? How is Devin Hester not a Hall of Famer? It's disrespectful as hell, dude. Uh, and, and I'm being serious. I'm being serious. How is Devin Hester not a Hall of Famer? I don't know. I, I, I don't re- understand that I really that don't at all. know, dude. I, I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. Della Rick says Derek Carr needs three rings to be a first ballot and two just to get in. I don't disagree with that at all. Because, again, if he goes to the Jets and they win a Super Bowl, Derek Derek Carr is probably the reason that they win a Super Bowl. Stay hard. But here's my question. Does that make him a Hall of Famer? I think it's very questionable. Joe Namath, but he'll do. But but seriously, think about it. Is is who's a one court? Who's a one Hall of Fame guy? Or one Super Bowl guy. Is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer? He's probably, I mean, without looking at his numbers, he's probably got the numbers. I mean, he's huge arm. But he's not a yes. He's not an instant yes. Joe Flacco. Is Joe Flacco a Hall of Famer? He feels like a borderline get-in guy because he's won. He's been around the league a long-ass time. I don't know. He. I don't know. I I could be wrong on that, but instinctually he feels like a kind of borderline scraping kind of guy is Patrick Holmes a Hall of Famer yeah right Patrick now. Mahomes no doubt about it right now no doubt and yeah and by the way the other thing with Patty Mahomes is now he's on track to, to beat Brady like is Aaron Rodgers a Hall of Famer one Super Bowl is Aaron Rodgers a Hall of <laughs> yeah, Famer? yeah he probably is dude he probably he, is not probably he's a Hall of Famer yeah there's no doubt about that there, <laughs> there's just nothing to talk about Aaron freaking Rodgers is a Hall of Famer as much as I hate Phil him, Rivers his, his retreats. No, Philip Rivers is not a Hall of Famer. He may be a Veterans Committee guy, but Pump I think those he's... Numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. I think he's going to have a tough time getting in. I think Aaron... I think he's Drew Bledsoe. I think he's... Alex Smith. Is not a Hall of Famer. Now, Alex Smith is not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. You know, like... So Rapeless burger. You look around the league, and again, this is why I go back to Matthew Stafford. I don't know if Matthew Stafford's a Hall of Famer. Now, he brought the Super Bowl back to, to Los Angeles. Isn't that a better story than the Jets? Yeah. I don't know. New York, though, man. He went a Super Bowl in New York, dude. Eli Manning, is he a Hall, Hall of, of Famer? Famer? Yeah. No doubt about it. Hall of Famer. Right? That's why I'm saying about Derek Carr. Wins a Super Bowl. Hall of Famer? I don't know. Let's see how he won the Super it, Bowl. Yeah, I agree. There's, there's the substance, the fiber of it is really... For one ring, guys, the fiber of it really is what matters. And I'm not buying that Stafford's a Hall of Famer. Oh, I, I have I have him in. 
I think I think he's in. I think he's in because he had a, a stellar college career. He was actually really good. He's known as a flipping warrior. Yeah. And he brought the Super Bowl back to Los Angeles. For that reason, I could see him get is Aaron Donald a Hall of Famer? Yes. No doubt about it. But he's the best at his position. Matthew Stafford has always, in my opinion, been just above the midline for quarterbacks. In the year that they had at the Super Bowl, I think he was one of the better Matt quarterbacks Ryan. in the NFL. Matt Ryan is not a Hall of Famer. Longevity doesn't get you in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And you know what? Matt Ryan's known for losing, not winning. Facts. Facts. Plain and simple. Yeah. You facts, know, like, I, I just, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. J.J. Watt. Yes. Love this one. J.J. Watt's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Riley O'Brien, the best RV salesman in the country. Hall of Famer in RV sales. That's right. Would Jake be a Hall of Fame lock had he just not answered the door in Arizona when Monty was getting served a $600 ticket? He would be. Twitter's been going crazy. He would be. He would be. And listen, it's not just the process server. Right? Jake, Hello. Jake could be a Hall of Famer if he hadn't opened the door for the process server. And if the T-Wolves were actually in the East. Hall of Famer. But they're not, and he did, so he's not. Um, See what I'm saying? Um, I mean, this ain't rocket science, dude. Wow. Wow. Okay. I mean, that was a pretty clear display. You know. Uh, <laughs> E.T., Matt Ryan, 28-3, blown lead from being a Hall of Famer. That's wow. out of the window. See, you said what I didn't want to say. Uh, what, what with all the hassle Hall of Fame? What do you mean? Um, yeah, you can. Have, I'm not sure what that means, bro. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that means. Okay. Uh, hello, uh, Rudy Sanchez. Rudy, what's up, my guy? Good to see you. Rudy's a member of the program. Derek Carr is not a Hall of Famer, and I'm a Raiders fan. But if he wins a championship with the Jets, is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? That's out of the window. Because that's what the never, Jets are selling. He's never going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer with one. Because that's what the Jets are selling. Greg Hawkins says Eli Manning is a, a, a without a doubt a Hall of Famer. Not even Agreed. think twice. Agreed. Punch the ticket. Stop it, T. Lawrence. Russell Wilson a Hall of Famer? No, he's not. He's not. Now, if he wins another one in Denver, which he won't, um, but if he wins another one in Denver, the problem is now all these stories about the second floor office, he's a dick, he <laughs> makes people watch tape of him at his best in Seattle. <laughs> like, you're an a-hole now. Right? Like you're you're just you're that guy. You're that guy. You're where's the jackass drop? You're that guy. Right. Like who makes your current teammates watch your lifetime achievement award tape from your other team that was actually good while your team sucks? On the off day. Jackass. <laughs> like it's unbelievable. Do you guys did you guys hear that story? Jackass. He was so in Denver last year. The New York Times posted a story where sources called it dysfunctional. Yeah. Because Russell Wilson had an open door policy in his second floor office. First of all, you cock, you're a quarterback. What do you mean an open door policy? Um, um, second of all, um, you're on the second floor. Nobody's coming up there to see Russell Wilson. <laughs> hey, man, I got to go up and see Russ. I need, um, I got a problem with my per diem. I got to go see Russ. He's got this open door policy. How can I not? Hey, look here, man. Can you imagine this guy? Buddy's on the second floor with management, dude. So let me get this right. Then on Tuesday, which around the NFL, for those who don't know, NFL players are off every Tuesday. It's in the contract. It's international don't call me day. He was forcing his guys to come in 
to his second floor office and watch game tape with him hey guys. of him as a Seattle Seahawk at his best so they knew how he operated. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. And it wasn't like a 10-minute video session. They were talking about for hours. The second floor, dude. How do you Bro, you're the court you're supposed to be the spiritual leader of the team. You're Get the your quarterback. ass back on the first floor in the locker room. And listen, if you want to have your own if you want to reserve film study rooms, I'm good with that, yo. I'm good with that. On the second floor in your hey. office next to the general manager and the head coach? Come on, dude. Come on. Come on. And, oh, by the way, he had his own quarterback coach. He had his own physiotherapist. You're he had his own massage therapist. Let's consult the douche meter. Did I mention they all had their own office, too? That guy's definitely a douche. What a jerk. Oh, Get my God. Get a fast God. pass for douche mountain because you're a douche. What a jerk. Uh, Arlington Bear says his name is Luca. He lives on the second floor. <laughs> yeah, dude. My name is Luca. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. Uh, San Diego State says Tuesdays are payday in the NFL, too. So when I covered the Raiders back in uh, Oakland. Yeah. Was Derek Carr there, too? No, Lincoln Kennedy was. Um, and Lincoln Kennedy, do you want to know how much money Lincoln Kennedy had? Lincoln Kennedy would get like a paper paycheck, right? Lincoln Kennedy would keep the paper paycheck in a day planner in his locker for like two straight seasons. Wow. Then he cast cash the paper paycheck. So like he never even cashed his paycheck. Dude, it was in wild. his day planner. It was in his day planner. Never had to cash his paycheck. Dude. That's how much money that bro was making. Insane Are you kidding me? Amount. Oh my God. Come on now. Kelsey, definitely a Hall of Famer. Yes. 100%. Yes. Dumb. Gronk, oh, there you Gronk. go. C. Kaufman is Travis Kelsey a Hall of Famer. Yes. Rob Gronkowski was easily. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No doubt about it. Yeah. They, no doubt about it. Oh, um, I, got, I got one. Dak Prescott. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> E.T. All Russ had to do was run the ball, and he's a Hall of Famer. Done. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, but Pete Carroll wouldn't let him, and so now he's got an office on the second floor, and he does film study on Tuesdays. Can you believe they threw that pass at the goal line? <laughs> like, hey, Pete Carroll kept you his job. You had Marshawn, Skittles, fat ass. And Pete it off. Carroll kept his job. Dak ass. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. How do you throw that ball? I, I, I will never forget that. I will never, I will never, like, that's one of the stupidest don't overthink it moments ever, ever, just ever. <sighs> Teddy says he's glad. The Tile King, who's also a Patriots fan, so glad they threw that pass. Yeah, I Dad know ass. you are. <laughs> Devin Pohl, Dak Prescott is the hottest woman uh, is the hottest woman dated Hall of Fame. <laughs> hey, buddy's but, got game, dude. But but if Dak Prescott gets out of Dallas, he could be a Hall of Famer. Because I do think, and I know you're going to hate when I say this, I do think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And I, I, I just think that they're, they don't have the roster around him. Yeah, he's probably spending too much time circumcising Skeeters. He does have hot chicks. He does, dude. But if you're a quarterback in the NFL, and this is, no, the, no, no. this is the dating thing, again, with you, and I don't understand this. If you're a quarterback in the NFL, I mean, 
Tell me you're not going through it like as much. You're going through chicks like bath towels, dude. It's really unfair. I mean, you, you new, oh, new underwear, new chick. Oh, I got to change my, I got to change my boxers, new chick. You want to? Right? Like you're, you're, but you're, you're. You're missing the lead here. He's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, the blue star, bro. Right. He should change his underwear twice a day. Jesus. Are you see, like, but then there's this dude who, You're uh, welcome. you know, one girl, one, uh, one girlfriend every year. Then the next year, we're going to take a year off. If you guys ever want okay. take it, we'll float. I got wings to make. <laughs> like, no, you're the guy that, how, how am I supposed to have like five girlfriends when I got you breathing down my neck about not going snowboarding? What, like I can't have it both ways. There's only so much time, bro. Come on. There's only so much time. Know your See, role and shut your mouth. You say things where I could torture you and I'm just not gonna Dude, do it. I will, I'm not gonna I do it. I will let the process server in. Don't make me. That already happened, Dick. You already <laughs> did that quite well. My God. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, sorry, bro. Dak is mid. Thank you. Jackass. <laughs> Dude. 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 Are you going to head up to the second floor now? <laughs> and that's how I look at it. Oh, my God. Uh, Ron Nolan says, NFL Taco Tuesday. Yum, yum, get some. Amen to that. Oh, that's yum, <laughs> yum, get some. Teddy Wayman says he's definitely got game with chicks. He's not mid, dude. I, I mean, it is. Yes, he threw 15 interceptions, and he missed five games and still threw 15 interceptions. I think that's HIPAA. Tom Brady had a terrible year. Is he mid? No. Every quarterback goes through it. <laughs> and I still maintain, by the way, that what was their biggest mistake? Amari Cooper to Cleveland. Okay, I agree with that, yeah. But that's not on Dak. That's on Jarrah. Right, but Dak suffered. No. Close your eyes for a minute. Just three seconds, please. What? What? I'm literally advocating you traded for your Amari boy. Cooper. Right. It impacts Dak I, Prescott because Amari Cooper is catching passes you're from washcloth guy. <laughs> He's catching passes from washcloth guy. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, but that's you know that's Jarrah's fault. It's it's great. That's right. Jarrah sucks. <laughs> But Dak suffered because they can't catch the football in Dallas. Stop crying like a little girl. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I'm trying to understand <laughs> the level of stupidity that you... Bro, getting you fired up on Dak is truly one of my favorite, favorite pastimes. <laughs> <laughs> if there was not a new member on the show... I would slap the taste out of your mouth well, right now. Well, you know. I would. That's life. I am not beyond violence, especially because now we're making $10 more a month. I can afford the bail. <laughs> Is bail still a thing? Hey, Chris P., welcome to the show, my friend. Appreciate you. Chris, now a member. Chris, make sure that you DM Jake on Instagram, SLC Jake. SLC Jake. $10 a month gets you all of our exclusive content, and I do believe we will have an exclusive on Amazon and the Pac-12 tonight or tomorrow morning. One of my guys told me, hey, make sure you touch base with me tonight before you lay down. So we're going to do that. Hey. You guys on that level, hey, huh? Hey, baby. <laughs> yo, yo, baby, we FaceTime it or what? Oh, anyway. my God, just like that. <laughs> anyway, the point is, see, Chris, this is what you do, Chris. Anyway, the point is, make sure you DM Jake. Get in Jake's DMs, uh, SLC Jake. Whoa. 
SLC Jake on Instagram. He'll put you in the member exclusive group. You're also, by the way, Chris, where are you? Chris, are you in yeah, are you Salt, Salt Lake, Lake City? Guy, where are you? Are you coming to the birthday bash? Yeah. I forgot to mention this for all of our Utah uh, peeps. Um, the Big 5-0 birthday bash is coming up. We thought we were going to have a lot more space, and I'm not saying this to be a jerk. Uh, we thought we were going to have a lot more space than we do. Um, March 10th, that is about a week and a half away. Max Tooley from BYU, Brant Keithy from Utah coming right here to the Maverick Center to celebrate my birthday. The cake, I talked to the baker yesterday. The, the cake bakers. is the bake. Well, no, she isn't baking She's right refusing. now. She's refusing. That's and right. And we're not friends anymore. That's right. Uh, I talked to the bake caker, bake maker <laughs> thing and stuff. Uh, the cake is good to go. The food is good to go. The, the Grizzlies are good to go. It is going to be awesome. Do it. Super excited about it. Our friends at Canyons Golf came through huge today. Yep. Getting, giving away a free membership, a season pass to Canyons Golf, giving away foursomes. Like, Dude, we have a 50-inch TV from RC Willie. We have golf passes from the Canyons. Like, We have Papa Murphy's Pizza certificates. We've got all the hookups for you. It's the Big 5-0 Birthday Bash, March 10th, right here. If you want to go, and as a member, you're instantly in. As long as you RSVP to Jake by March 1st. Yeah, it'd be two days from now. Two days from right now and stuff, because it is February 27th already. Um, RSVP by March 1st. You'll get to hang out, watch the game with Max Tooley, Brand Keithy. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. That's right, Jake. I am thrilled, Chris P., that you have uh, trusted us with your $10 a month. Appreciate you. Chris, tell us about you. Are you new to the show? Uh, oh, Los Angeles, go Dodgers! Uh, okay, okay. Did you hear about Gavin Lux today, Chris P? You're not going to like this update. Dave Roberts says Gavin Lux heard something pop when he hurt his what right knee. What is this, an L.A. thing? Gavin Lux carted off the field today. I think that's HIPAA. Uh, it's spring training, which is where we will be starting the 12th. All my Arizonans, we're doing it. We are going to do a Oregano's uh, pizza pasta night. Dude, we're taking Hank down to Arizona. We're taking Hank. All right, let's do some non-sports stories before we get out of here. Yeah. Mr. Preston says, Chris P, the Doyers. Welcome. Let's go, Mets. Go, Cubs. I, we're talking about the pitch clock tomorrow. I yes, would die we are. on this hill if we don't. Jeremy Callahan says, what's popping? What's up, dude? C. Kaufman says, what are you going to talk about uh, your new ride right now? Yeah, let's do it. So Monty got a new ride, hey, so Monty. you know that we have been struggling, struggling, struggling you know. to get a. Um, really, what? How would you describe? We were struggling to piss off Mrs. Monty, because Mrs. Monty <laughs> not is the not the best situation, and we all know that she likes one car for her entire life. Right. I am a one car guy every two years, three years. So Klaus, the Audi SQ5 Prestige Edition. Uh, I had had it two years. We were at a tipping point value-wise. I was $3,000 to the good on it, traded it in. But the, the I don't know, the effort, the process this time around to trade in the Audi yeah. was really arduous. It was a very difficult deal. And so we wound up, Jake and I are working out on Friday last week, I think it was. And he says, hey, there's this car that just popped up on my phone. Yeah. It is a Grand Cherokee Summit Edition V8 Hemi. 
Yeah, I'm kind of a stud. I find these things. I have connections. It is the top of the line Jeep Grand Cherokee. It is $5,000 under market. It is available. It is at Lex Larry H. Miller Lexus of Murray. We drive over there. We walk in. And our sales professional, Shari, hey says, hey, I'm Shari. How can I help you? Well, hello, Shari. I said, hey, baby. Uh, I said, hey, Shari. And I pointed to, because the Grand Cherokee was at the back of the lot right out the front door. It was door. washed. It was right on the street. looked great. I said, hey, I'm here for that Jeep Grand Cherokee. I'd like to, to buy it today. And she said, oh, uh, let me get the keys. It's like, okay. She comes back and she's like, yeah, unfortunately, we have a credit application on that car. It's Bro, what available. are you talking about, man? And I said, what do you mean you have a credit application? And she said, well, somebody, um, somebody's buying it, but they have credit issues. Ah. And I was like, well, I don't have credit issues. Like, I pulled out my credit report, my credit score on my phone. And Can I was like, hey, I, don't, I don't have credit. I, yeah, look, look, I don't have credit issues. And she said, okay, let me talk to my general sales manager. <laughs> Bruh. And she said, well, you know, these people had put down a deposit on the car. It's like, okay. And so she comes back like five minutes later and she says, yeah, my general sales manager says we don't take deposits. We, we sell cars. And he will every single time. That's my so, guy right there. Let's go. So if you want to buy this car, you have to get, you have to put it under contract, not put a deposit. You have to have a contract on the car yeah. before these people get back. Yeah. I was like, okay, let's, let's ride. Mm -hmm. So we went in and looked at it. Um, now, what were your thoughts when you first walked up to the terminology is the unit? I was pretty happy with it um, because the interior was mint. The outside was pretty good. There's a bumper issue they've got to address. Right. Um, but they gave me a do bill on it, so they're going to fix it. But it was a really nice unit. And the thing that I like is it's got a Hemi in it. It's a V8. And those are called unicorns. The only way really to get a V8 out of a, a Grand Cherokee is to get an SRT. Right. But this is a Summit. And it only had, I don't buy brand, brand new. I don't buy zero mileage cars. I only buy certifieds. This had 35,000 miles on it, or 33,700 miles on it, I think. Something like that. It, it's in mint condition. The inside's amazing. It's got top of the line everything it's got like the skid plate package on the undercarriage like yeah. everything you want it's got it heated seats heated steering wheel auto start heated like remote starts heated back seats like you name it it's got it so we did it we did it and i immediately i drove it put a contract on it done so i am now the proud owner of a show the uh, people show the people oh you put a picture in there Thank no you. i put a video in there yes that's right let me show you uh this is us rolling out of um, LHM Lexus. There it is. That's the ride. That is the ride. Um, I love it. I love it. It is a completely different ride car driving experience than the Audi, which by the way, very sadly in the background there, you'll notice I am driving straight at Klaus, the SQ five, right? Um, right out of the bay. You'll notice on the left, right, on the left, on the right there. There's my SQ5. Damn. 
I love that car. I will. I miss that car already. But this thing's a V8 Hemi. It is. It is powerful. It is not fast. It is powerful. Right. It is a cruiser. It is incredibly comfortable to drive. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's a great car, man. I was very impressed. Yeah, I I love it. You know, like it is. Teddy says it got to get a pick of a new car. We did a video, man. Yeah, we did a video because we're yep. extra. Uh, CK says nice. Devin Poole says it definitely looks like a Monty car. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, what does that calling mean? us fat? Fat! What does that mean? You know. I, 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 don't, uh, I don't know what that means. Um, you know. Okay, okay. Interesting. There you go. Um, some people are texting me. What's, what's going on? I don't know. I don't want to say until I find out if it's actually happening or not. Um, you know. We're reading. We're, we're reading. trying to figure out what the hell everyone's tagging us in or whatever. Um, I don't know. It's a story about Cam Rising's torn ACL, and Witt says he's going to start the season opener. Cam Rising and his torn ACL will be ready for the opener versus Florida. Mm. Uh, yeah, but how much? I appreciate that. Wayne Gerbach says, uh, Mopar or no car. Love that Jeep, dude. And the motor is mean. Yeah. And I will say, the remote start, huge upgrade. Mrs. Monty has remote start on her Rubicon. Huge upgrade. I have now I have remote start on the on the the uh Grand Cherokee on Hank. His name's Hank. It's over. Hank Voigt drives a Hemi on Chicago <laughs> PD. His name is Hank. So I've got remote start on Hank. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, America, Preston says. Jeremy says, so anyways, back to that inevitable Pac-12 ACC merger. Um, what do you mean? Smash that like button, Mrs. Monty says. Yes, please do. Mrs. Monty is watching the show. Uh, yeah, we're at 2,700 views and we have 144 likes. If you guys could smash the like button, that'd be great. Riley O'Brien says, and the kicks... Uh, Monty was rocking our fire too. Yeah, I, I can't remember what shoes I had on. Oh, I had on the Air Jordan 1 Lowe's, the peach. Yeah. Yeah, everybody was asking me about them. Uh, Mr. Preston says, work for LHM, great choice. Shari at, Shari at LHM, Lexus, and Murray, fantastic. Yeah. The process was super easy. It, you know, when you, it, yeah, you know. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, Mrs. Monty has spoken. Sam Lott, what's up, my guy? He says, sup, fellas, good to see you. Um, good to see you as well. Okay, real quick before we get out of here. Let's go Costco beef sandwich. Yeah. Because food's always good on the show. Costco we're, we're rolled out late. a beef sandwich. They're charging $10 for it, and people are pissed. At the food court. At, at Cafe 150. People are upset that they're charging $10 for the beef sandwich. So here's what I say about this. If you think it's too expensive, don't buy it. <laughs> get the hot dog combo, dude. Why, why do people act like this? I, I, need some, I need some clarity on this. So Costco rolls out this new beef sandwich. Uh -huh. And it is $10. Yeah. So explain to me why you're upset about that. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Should it be like $2? Is that what you want? Well, it should be $1.50 because it's Cafe 150. Right, but it's not actually, it's not actually Cafe 150. And the sandwich, actually, it's a roast beef sandwich. Yeah. And it looks really good. It comes on a ciabatta roll. Ciabatta. Right? But it's $10. Yeah. And people are upset about it. To which I say, screw you. Right? Because 
It's $9.99, and I get it. I get it. People want their cheap and stuff, but why are you not upset about the price of, like, a, a chicken bake? Why does the chicken bake pricing not being a dollar? Yeah, the chicken bake is, what, three bucks, I think? I don't. I, I thought it was four ninety nine. Oh, is it four ninety nine? I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, look, I, Costco has held up this reputation of being super cost-effective, and, you know, it's that situation where people want it to be that way. They want it to stay that way. I so. think it's really dumb if you get upset about this. Just don't buy it. Because look at this. Look at this sandwich. This thing actually looks good. I don't know that I'm willing to pay $10 for a cold cut sandwich, but look at that thing, dude. Yeah. That actually looks like a $10 roast beef sandwich to me. And I'm curious why they chose a roast beef sandwich as their new offering. That's interesting. Because their roast beef is amazing. Have you guys never had their roast beef? No. They sell deli-style roast beef in packaging at Costco. This is what it is. You know what else they sell? They sell the ciabatta roll it comes on. Mrs. Monty loves that ciabatta roll. I'm telling you now, this sandwich is worth 10 bucks. Yeah. And if it's not, don't don't eat it. Yeah. Get something else. Like, I, I want to understand why people get so upset about this. Like, I want to try and figure it out because I'm a huge roast beef sandwich guy. I'm not going to Costco for a roast beef sandwich. Capriotis. If I well no, Harmons. If I'm gonna pay ten bucks for a sandwich, send me to Harmons because it'll be six bucks, yeah. and I'll get more roast beef, and they'll let me try it first. Yeah, like Costco. I, I get it. I get it. Right. I totally understand it. But you, if you're getting upset about this, I'm, I promise you, this is a you problem. Yeah. The rotisserie chicken's four ninety nine. The hot turkey and provolone sandwich is three ninety nine. Uh huh. The barbecue brisket sandwich is four ninety nine. A slice of pizza is two dollars, and the hot dog combo is one fifty. Right, the classic. Get the get the classic, dude. Mrs. Monty and I were at Costco this weekend, so I'm having chicken tortilla soup for dinner tonight. Yeah. Because Mrs. Monty makes amazing chicken tortilla soup. Uh huh. She even got the pre-cut rotisserie chicken that comes in the vacuum pack, and she put it in the the soup for me. So I don't even have to pull the chicken oh off the God, bone. Oh my God, just like oh. that. Oh. Dude, every time I think about it, it moved a little bit. Looking at it in the fridge this morning, I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> but if you don't like this thing, don't get it. Yeah. Why make it miserable for everybody else? Because I guarantee you there's abusive employees yeah, going on. there's haters, man. There's always haters. Yeah. Um, E.T. says some people are unaware of something called inflation, too. Yeah, totally. Totally, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. 100%. I agree with that. Okay, and finally... What the hell is this thing? Does anybody know what this is? Well, it's called a Godzilla egg, and it washed up on the shore in Japan. And nobody knows what it is. Yeah. But it's not a bomb. They, they like, did the whole x-ray scanner thing. Yeah. It's, it's hollow. There's yeah. no explosives in it. It has to be an anchor of some kind. Has to be, right? Right. But do you, do you, what do you guys, in the comments section, what do you guys think this is? I think it's an anchor of some kind, or, or it's like a mooring of some kind. Like, I don't believe that this is some nefarious alien took a dump what, on Godzilla the beach. Godzilla was and, reproducing? Right. There's like, you can see there's like anchor yeah, ties on it. there's hooks on it and stuff. Like, like, why is this the end of the world, man? Well, because it looks like a Godzilla egg. That's no, all. it doesn't. It looks like it, it's a metal ball that's hollow. Unless, can, unless Godzilla had a serious lack of testosterone, I'm going to go ahead and say this doesn't look nothing like his nuts. 
Stay hard. <laughs> where, where am I supposed to go with that, bro? I'm just saying. Where, like, where am I supposed to go with that? People lost their minds over this thing. Mm-hmm. And I want to understand why this is what it is. Gary says it's a floating monolith. You think it is? I, I don't. Yeah, see, Greg Hawkins, smart guy. It's a mooring buoy. Okay, a Godzilla egg. I agree. Yep. Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy Callahan says it has the Pac-12 meteorites contract <laughs> inside of it. Well played, sir. Teddy Wayman just simply says, what the hell is that? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, it's a sea mine anchor. I thought, I thought a mine is exactly what it could be. It's internal. See, there you go. There you go. Artie Cat 0811 says, sea mine anchor World War II. I think it absolutely hey, could it be. Maybe it is, dude. Maybe absolutely it is, could be. Devin Pohl says, uh, Godzilla egg seems fitting. I don't know what it is. Oh, David, no. This is Damar Hamlin's pod. Dude. Dude, David. Come on, David, man. That's really well done, but damn. Come on now. Ron Nolan says, BS, Harmon's does not have a sandwich that comes close to that. Those are fighting words, sir. Harmon's at the district in Sojo. Go get it. But no one's going to disrespect me. You walk up to the deli case where they make the sandwiches. I'm not afraid to die. And they will make you... The, the roast beef sando of your dreams. Yeah. I love their fresh-made deli sandwiches. Yeah. Love it. Not the pre-packaged ones. Ask them to make it one. They'll slice the roast beef for you. You can taste it. They'll slice, they'll slice the cheese. You can yeah. taste it. They'll put lettuce, tomato, onions on it for you. They'll put sprouts on it. Like, I'm telling you. Stay hard. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> Still the best drop we have. Yeah. yeah I'm telling is. you. Stay anyway. hard. All right. Is that it? Show's over? That's it, dude. The Maverick Center is packed tonight. Yeah. It's crazy. This junior jazz event is huge at the Maverick Center. It's awesome. Yeah, the Salt Lake Stars have a game tonight and tomorrow um, against the Milwaukee Herd or the Wisconsin Herd. 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 This is the Herd. I'm familiar with it. Colin Cowherd playing center for the Herd. Uh, Anyway, all right. As you were, you guys, you're amazing. Thank you for being here today. Um... I appreciate everybody. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Get to their blog, utahadvocates.com slash blog, to sign up for their uh, blood donation drive on March 6th. Jake and I will be there giving blood. They're giving out free Amazon gift cards. You have a chance to – I can't remember what the grand prize is. I don't know. I'm stupid. I should probably have read it before I talk about it, but, you know, I don't. You know. Uh, But go check them out. UtahAdvocates.com slash blog for their blood drive. Tell me what time you're going to be there. We'll meet you there. Devin Pohl says, good night, Hacks. See you tomorrow. Stay safe, all. A Wisconsin herd is a bunch of Holsteins. I'm sure it is. No, I'm not going to say it. Don't do it. I'm not going to talk about milking a herd. Don't. Uh, don't. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.